This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Thursday, March 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Temple University is continuing to ramp up efforts to keep its community safe as the wave of gun violence in Philadelphia continues. On Wednesday night, the university announced new steps to help curb the crime, including providing assistance to help students relocate to campus and a grant program that would help nearby homes install security cameras. In recent weeks, concerned parents hired private security near the North Philadelphia campus. Uh, Jasmine Jackson, the owner of JNS Protection Services, said her company's role is to supplement the efforts of the Temple University Police Department by deterring crime and reporting any suspicious activity. Uh, Late last year, the community was rocked by the murder of 21-year-old Samuel Collington, who was killed during a robbery near campus. And just last week, Philadelphia police arrested a 15-year-old male after he allegedly opened fire on four girls inside a vehicle near Temple. Uh, Two victims were shot in the incident, but they're expected to survive. Uh, They said that the students were not, uh, they were not students at the university. According to Senior Vice President and Chief Operator Officer Ken uh, Kaiser, the university met with Mayor Jim Kennedy and the Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw this week to discuss a full spectrum of strategies to address the crisis of gun violence. The university is also partnering with former Philadelphia Police Commissioner Charles Ramsey to audit campus safety. Uh, that is set to begin next month. So the series of new steps being taken by the university are security upgrade, uh, a security upgrade grant program. Any landlord in the area can apply for a grant up to $2,500 that can be used for installing either lighting and or cameras to improve security. Uh, They're going to increase patrols, establishment of a neighborhood watch program, and then housing on and near campus. So they're saying that the university will help any students relocate to campus uh, and they'll secure them housing there. And they said that a a bed will be available for any student who needs it. So if you're living off campus, you want to go onto campus next semester, Hmm. they'll make that happen for you. And they're paying for uh, security devices for residents. Uh, around the area? So like landlords that own yeah. houses when, when students live off campus, huh. gonna, yeah, they can apply for this $2,500 grant, um, but it's specifically to put cameras on the yeah. house so that yeah. it's you know a little safer for the students who are living there. The attorney representing the woman charged in a crash that killed two Pennsylvania state troopers and a pedestrian in South Philadelphia says she is not a violent criminal. Right now, she's devastated, said uh, the attorney Michael Walker. She's extremely saddened. She is not a violent criminal. She has no criminal past, has no prior contacts with police whatsoever. 21-year-old Jayana Tanay Webb of Eagleville is charged with third-degree murder, homicide by a vehicle, while DUI, manslaughter of a law enforcement officer in the second degree, driving under the influence and other charges. Police said Webb's blood alcohol level at the time of the crash was twice the legal limit. Webb stood before a judge on Tuesday night where she was denied bail. This is not going to be a case that's going to be tried in the papers. We're going to wait until the evidence comes out to make any specific comments about the facts of the case, Walker said. Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Kraft said his office will seek to ensure Webb is held accountable for her alleged actions that resulted in this senseless loss of life. Webb's next court appearance is on April 5th. The CEOs of 10 airlines and cargo carriers have signed a letter to President Joe Biden saying he should end the transportation mask mandate and testing requirements for international travelers. In a new letter, Industry Group Airlines for American wrote, now is the time for the administration to sunset federal transportation travel restrictions, including the international pre-departure testing requirements 
requirement and the federal mask mandate uh, that they are that are no longer aligned with the realities of the current epidemiological environment. The CEOs of Alaska Airlines, American Airlines, Atlas Air Worldwide, Delta Airlines, FedEx Express, Hawaiian Airlines, JetBlue, Southwest, United and UPS Airlines signed the letter. Earlier this month, the White House moved to end the transportation mask mandate on April 18th. The White House said pertinent government agencies will consult with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on whether the mandate could expire sooner and under what circumstances it could be brought back. The letter comes as CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said Wednesday that the Omicron subvariant BA2 uh, does not appear to cause more severe COVID-19, but it is more transmittable uh, than the original strain. In sports this morning... The Sixers beat the Lakers 126-121 last night in Los Angeles. Joel Embiid had 30 points and 10 rebounds. James Harden added 24 points, and the Sixers hung on for the win over the Lakers, who were playing without LeBron James. Tyrese Maxey scored 21 points for the Sixers, who have won 5 of 7 overall and are now just a game and a half behind the heat for first place in the East. The road trip continues tomorrow night in Los Angeles with a game against the Clippers. Tip-off is at 10.30. The Flyers continue their five-game road trip with a game against the Blues in St. Louis tonight. Puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And the NCAA tournament continues tonight. The number two seed in the South of Villanova. Nova Wildcats will take on the 11-seeded Michigan Wolverines. Tip-off for their Sweet 16 game in San Antonio, Texas is scheduled for 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. And excited that our work week is zipping right by. Before you know it, we'll be giving away our Word of the Week prize, which are tickets to both uh, Roger Waters concerts Friday, August 5th and 6th. So uh, we're getting close. Give that away tomorrow, which is pretty awesome. Nick just pulled up this uh, video. Pretty sweet. Uh, Kathy had mentioned the Sixers went in right. uh, L.A. last night. And uh, Rob and Caitlin from It's Always Sunny were there <laughs> courtside. <laughs> and uh, there's some shots of them just going crazy uh, when uh, some awesome shots were made. And uh, so they were, they were just Letting it fly. And, of course, they're the only two people standing up <laughs> yeah, yeah, during yeah. the whole thing. Which no is one else awesome. is happy. Love seeing it. Uh, I love seeing also we have some guests on the program today. Uh, we're going to have a fantastic actor and his wife on. Mr. Chris Cooper will be joining us. So many great movies. He's great. You were talking about Seabiscuit yesterday. I love him in Seabiscuit. Yeah. Wonderful he's in. I loved him as uh, it's a smaller role, but in uh, the movie October Sky, yeah. he's the father and he just plays such a great character and um, uh, adaptation and just movie after movie after movie. Uh, Muppets. The Muppets. Maniacal laugh. But he is great. And he and his wife, uh, Marianne Leone, are um, promoting a film called With In. It's With Slash In. And it's on uh, video on demand and DVD now from Vision Film. So we will talk to them later on today. It's, it's pretty a pretty cool, cool concept. And we also have uh, Todd Fedork. Fridge is going to be joining us uh, this morning. And he is on to talk about a uh, rehab center. So we'll get some information about that uh, with him and just kind of check in as well. He's yeah. a super nice guy. So uh, we have that and um, all kinds of other stuff. Fun today. and frivolity? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll throw a little frivolity with the fun if we There's can. There's a little frivolity right there. Should I do something? Yeah. Uh, Casey wants me to give something away right now. Ladies and gentlemen, a four-pack of tickets for the Tulip Festival. Whoa! Yep. That's an activity. Yeah. 
Yep. It's an, oh, it's one of your activities? No, I'm just saying it, okay. it's, yeah, it looks really nice, actually. Caller number five, we will give you a four-pack of tickets to the Tulip Festival at Dalton Farms in Swedesboro. I thought they'd be bigger. Uh, it's in New Jersey, but... Uh, fun for the whole family with countless Instagrammable opportunities amid acres of springtime tulips, plus a six-acre lake with local food, drinks, and entertainment on the weekends uh, for for our directions. Uh, you can uh, go to daltonfarmsnj.com and also purchase tickets there as well. So call the number five. We'll set you up. More winning because we'll come back with a stupid question and the entertainment report. So hang in there. We won't be gone long. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's pose a stupid question, see if you can get the answer, and win a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. The question I have for you, pretty easy one. <clears throat> what does VHS stand for? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Do you know what those three letters, VHS, stand for? Call now, and let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. We have a whole bunch of interesting birthdays to mention today while we wait for your call. Thursday, March 24th. The very lovely and talented Jessica Chastain has a birthday. I was, I've watched the eyes of Tammy Faye like five times. You know, she's great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, uh, she's great in everything, man. Uh, she's so good in uh, movies like The Help, where she's playing a completely different yeah, character. Very than unlikable. You normally, see, and then in The Martian, she's fantastic, and Interstellar, and. Uh, what was the one? She's in a good horror movie called uh, Mama, which yeah. is freaky. That's a freaky yeah. ass movie. Molly's Game is another one where she uh, she plays. Um, uh, I think it's Molly's Game. Yeah, Molly Bloom. She. Uh, it, I mean, it's a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a competitive, like near Olympic skier who, you know, hurt herself and uh, and ended up running some uh, pretty high stakes poker games. Right. Right. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Another great movie. Uh, so she's forty five today. Actor Robert Carradine. Uh, from uh, Revenge of the Nerds, yeah, Louis Skolnick. <laughs> you, you gotta love Revenge of the Nerds. You do. You have to love it. And uh, he's done some other great movies throughout his career. When he was a kid, he was Steve, a movie I love and you love too, yeah, Cowboys. Absolutely. With John Wayne, he was just a kid in that movie. Uh, and he ran into some, I remember it was a few years ago, he was running into tough times. Like yeah. financially, he can't. He doesn't act anymore. Actually, he has a, he has a non-speaking role in Django Unchained. Like uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino kind of threw him a bone. Oh yeah, and I know uh, he's a fan. But he doesn't. Um, he, he he had a really tough time. He, he was selling all all this uh, uh, memorabilia he had saved and stuff like that. And I feel hopefully glad to hear that. Hopefully he's doing okay. He's uh, yeah. sixty eight years old today. Uh, we also have uh, Lara Flynn Boyle, who was on The Practice and Twin Peaks. A uh, beautiful woman who tweaked <laughs> with her face too much. Oh, my God, she effed it up. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yes. Kathy, if you've seen a before and after of what she's oh, done to boy, herself. Really? I mean, she's bad. a naturally 
beautiful woman started out as and tinkered and tinkered and tinkered and now looks like she should be an alien in Men in Black. Uh. There's a very silly, stupid scene in uh, Family Guy where... uh, Peter is providing himself as a blanket for Lara from Boyle because right. she's a very skinny person. <laughs> and so she's kind of lying underneath him and he just goes, Lara, is Dylan McDermott nice? <laughs> uh, so she is uh, 52 today. Allison Hannigan always loved her. Uh, she got started on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. And then uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yep. And uh, American Pie movies. Uh, she was great in that. And then she, she was the host of uh, Fool Us. Yeah. With uh, Penn and Teller, and she's great on that. I was have had a total crush on her. Add her to the list. She's forty eight today. Uh, Star Jones, the TV personality, was on the talk, right? I had a big show? crush on her. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it the talk or the view? It was the, the view. view. I'm sorry. Yeah. She uh, right. she was legendary in that she basically sponsored her entire wedding. It was so cheap. It was so obvious too. And, and she was she was essentially soliciting for people. Yeah. And she it would it'd be like Plugola. I and would I would consider that it to had be illegal. To be. Had, yeah. And but not only that, but even viewers were responding negatively against yeah. it. Like, come on, man. Yep. She's sick. Come on. Uh, Kelly LeBrock uh, from <laughs> Weird Science. She yeah. was Lisa in Weird Science. She's kind of an it girl for a while, and then she was in what was the movie with uh, Steven Seagal that they met and ended up. Uh, Becoming it's a, a three-letter uh, or three-word hard to kill. Yes, and she she did a little too much with uh, plastic surgery too, uh, but she is sixty-two years old. Tommy Hilfiger, the designer, is seventy-one years old today. Still popular, I guess. Uh, I had some Hilfiger stuff. Yeah, mm. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I vacillated between Coco Chanel and Tommy Hilfiger. Mm. It's funny how that uh, that. Little symbol on your on your left breast, yeah. uh, you know, will it means so much because like um, it, that because I think it's like what red, white, and blue maybe, mm-hmm. and then that, and then you get the polo one. You had the the Lacoste, La Tigra, La Tigra, but now it's that the little whale, the the, the vineyard vines is oh. is the. Uh, huh. I never did come. I never did like Tommy Hilfiger. Rochelle used to buy stuff for me all the time, and I would like and you rarely like- wear it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but whatever. Uh, very very. What the- is Successful. It? He is 71. How dare uh, you? What the f*** is this? Uh, Marissa just handed a note. says, Tommy is back. He's back. Yeah. 90s fashion. A lot of things are cyclical. Uh, Champion is back. Champion, the you wow. know, oh, like when you had, right? Yeah, uh, when I see those sweatshirts, I'm, I'm like, like, I'm not oh, going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the old, maybe like Pony. Do you remember Pony, the sneakers? No. Uh-uh. I feel like I've seen Pony sneakers on people. Uh, you know, and the the mullet is back. You know, whatever. I know it's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff. Absolutely. What about polo? You remember that? That was uh, polo. That, is... that was more my era, nineteen eighties. Do you like that? But not Tommy Hilfiger. Um, at, at the time, yeah. yeah uh, the, those uh, those polo. My time was waistcoats and uh, top hats. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flapper dresses, Flappers, things all like that. that. Stuff, yeah. Sure. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Adidas sweatpants are huge these days. Are they? Yes. Or you're you're making them huge. <laughs> I'm well. Yes. Okay. Peyton Manning's birthday today. Mm. Uh, he turns forty six years old. I love that guy. Do you? Yeah. I, I, I think what I like about him most is that he's not Eli. You know, I think that's the uh, <laughs> that's the biggest the, thing, the most endearing quality. Yep. Uh, the very lovely Lake Bell has her birthday too. She directed a number of episodes of Pam and Tommy. Oh, did she? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Is she in any of them? No, but she's oh, directing. Oh, man, no yeah. kidding. Okay. Uh, she's great. Uh, I love her. Uh, there's, um, She was in The Practice, Boston Legal. Uh, I loved her in a movie called It's Complicated. With uh, She played um, Alec Baldwin's right. uh, second wife in that movie. 
Uh, she's 43 years old today and in phenomenal shape. Uh, Jim Parsons also turns a year older. He is 49 years old. Uh, and, of course, he's made a tremendous amount of success. Does he direct or write at all? No, no. Uh, well, okay. maybe. He was, um, so Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. And then also Young Sheldon, which he produces and narrates. Uh, and he was also in <laughs> Muppets. So he's in. He's featured in um, in the uh, the Jason Segel Muppet movie. Right, from right. The song Man or Muppet. He is the humanoid version of what that Muppet would look like if he were a man, an actual man. All right. Uh, so he's 49 today. And long retired, not a big name anymore, Chris Bosch of the uh, Chris Brosh of the Miami Heat is 38 years old today. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to <laughs> that's what he well, wrote. Well, he had it highlighted. I'm like, he wrote uh... the note, not, long retired, not a big deal. <laughs> well, I'll tell you all fair. Okay. All right. All right. Let's uh, get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, what does VHS stand for? That's what we're looking for. And I'm going to go to Jim, see if we can get that answer. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jim, VHS, what does it stand for? Video Home System. You got it, sir. Easy one. Hang on, Jim. You got a really cool prize. $150 Fogo to Show gift card. (laughs) And you can try new favorites like their fire roasted pecana or richly marbled ribeye as part of the full Tresco experience. And you can pair them with Fogo's extensive collection of South American wines. Make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. There's a great scene in Tropic Thunder where he's walking along explaining to uh, <laughs> to Robert Downey Jr. about why VHS became the dominant format. And Robert Downey finally goes, have you been talking to me all this time? <laughs> yep, yep. All right, so we're going to start with this. Miley Cyrus and her loved ones are safe after lightning hit their plane on way to uh, Pettigui uh, to headline the 2020 As- uh, Asuncion. Asuncion, thank yeah. you. Asuncion, it ends with an O, but uh, Asuncion Music Festival. Cyrus uh, Cyrus's flight had to make an emergency landing. Uh, no, she took the Instagram to explain what happened. She said to my fans and everyone worried about uh, hearing my uh, hearing about my flight. Our plane was caught in a major unexpected storm and struck by lightning. My crew, band, friends, and family who were all traveling with me uh, are safe in an emergency landing, and we are unfortunately unable to fly to Paraguay. And uh, she wrote, "I love you." So there is Nick was showing his video of it yesterday. She she was um, the storm was so intense that she started rolling. Uh, and you see these big flashes outside of the the window, and then after they landed, she took some pictures, and yeah. sure enough, there's big there's a big strike mark on the plane on the plane. So it was was it uh, was it a a um, a private jet or was it a commercial jet? It's I'm assuming be private, right? it was private. Right. Yeah. Uh, Miley and her travel party are safe. A rep for the singer said uh, she will perform. Uh, pending that the festival doesn't get canceled, postponed due to the flooding and inclement weather. So the, it was pretty intense. They are you you know uh, they are designed to channel if they do get a strike to channel the uh, to discharge the lightning strike. But still, it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. It cause a lot of damage. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, they missed a, a close one. It was a close one. Yeah. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly has blamed his fame and false news reports for his failure to respond to an assault and battery lawsuit filed against him by a disabled parking lot attendant. Uh, he claims that because of his celebrity status, the stories reported about the allegation were either false or partly true. That's so sad. In the complaint filed last September, the attendant, uh, John Tilly, 
alleged that Kelly pushed and threatened him while he was working. The L.A. Uh, City Attorney's Office decided not to charge due to reasonable likelihood of conviction. Uh, Kelly is now requesting a judge to allow him to fight the civil claim over the alleged incident so that he can clear it up. Uh, he denies the allegations and claims that he had not been served with a complaint and had seen the official publication of the summons prior to the deadline to respond to the lawsuit. So this guy had some sort of um, issue? He was uh, handicapped, you said? Or? Yeah, it says disabled. So disabled, I, I don't know what the story is. He said that uh, he promptly retained counsel when he learned of the lawsuit, but uh, that was after her story. My client, Machine Gun Kelly, is beyond reproach. <laughs> <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly. Mr. Kelly, Mr. Machine Gun. Yes. Do you call him Machine? Machine, would you please approach the bench? Yes. So uh, we'll see where that goes. I was happy to see this. Cobra Kai stars Peyton List and Jacob Bertrand. So Peyton plays Lori. Jacob plays Hawk. They're a couple. Oh, really? Isn't that nice? It's adorable. Yes. TMZ caught... That'll represent them both in court. Uh, TMZ caught the two together at Los Angeles International Airport on Tuesday where the co-stars confirmed they have been seeing each other quietly for some time now. Love you. That's so great. were they canoodling? Were there obvious signs of PDA? Uh, there are there are pictures of them canoodling. Uh, Nick has pulled them up now. And it's on uh, her Instagram account. So she, I guess she's sort of been, uh, they've been an Instagram official for a little bit. Well, these could have been like playful yeah. on set uh, moments. But now with this context, right, you, yeah. can, you can see it's them. It's like us. We're always playing grab ass with each other. A little <laughs> bit closer. Yeah, but we're not in official relationship. No, no, no. It we're not Instagram official. Yeah. yeah, He's a really likable kid on the show, too. Like um, he, He's conflicted and he's kind of a bad guy for a stretch and you kind of see what he's going through. I like him very much as an actor. Uh, although the two began working together in 2019 when the 23-year-old actress joined the cast of the Netflix series, Bertrand, who is 22, revealed that he has known List since he was 15 mm. uh, because he is friends with her twin brother, Spencer. That's so, got to be kind of weird. Yeah, but they've known each other for a while, and now uh, they are in a relationship. I love that. Are I mean, they identical twins? That I don't know. I wonder if they're when they're doing it, he sometimes sees... Accidentally, his face, his buddy's yeah. face. Yeah. Can you be Feels good, bro? Thanks. Can you be identical with? Actually, uh... no, you can't. Okay. Uh, only same sex are identical, so it's uh, male and female are always uh, fraternal twins. Uh, an investigation by TikTok user Hannah Kosh revealed that Kylie Jenner's newborn has a teddy bear. Worth almost $21,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not from Build-A-Bear, right? I don't know, man. No, maybe, maybe they, they have stuff a... it with <laughs> diamonds. Maybe yeah. they have a special one. Oh, you never see the diamond bin. God, it's pretty close to $21,000 when you go to Build-A-Bear. I remember every time we would walk by that in the mall, it'd be like, go, quickly, go. turn your Wait eyes. Wait a second. Do you want to buy a heart for it? Uh, How much is that? $51? Mm-hmm. No. On Monday, the Keeping Up, Keeping Up with the Kardashians alum showed the one-month-old's toy collection in a YouTube video, including three stuffed teddy bears, the cheapest, a plaid Ralph Lauren stuffy. Ralph Lauren. Retail for nearly $700, while a brown checkered infant's <sighs> riches de, de primis, de primis bear no idea. was priced at more than $2,000. However... The Louis Vuitton bear is currently listed on Farfetch for twenty thousand five hundred. You effing kidding me? Okay. As a kid, how did I get along with Aramis Lincoln Log? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do they even ever have any money when they're buying like 
Yeah, listen, they're I probably know not buying it. That was probably uh, a gift. Because what do you? It's, honestly, what yeah. do you get people like that? It, you know, you have to yeah. get them a teddy bear that costs thousands of dollars. Something that's going to stand out. You're not going to yeah. get a Tonka truck for someone who's a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, and by the way, they get wow. dimensions. That, that that is a yeah, we're talking about that it. is an investment in publicity. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. the kid probably hates it. It's probably its least favorite right. teddy bear. Come on, yeah. the kid will play with the box. Exactly. Yeah. I love that, uh, the Lincoln Locks. How about Versace Tinker Toys? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's former second-in-command at Goop, uh, Elise Lowen, uh, or Lonin, I think that's how you say your name, uh, revealed in an Instagram video on Tuesday that working for the wellness brand gave her a distorted body image. The company's former chief content officer said, to me, it had become synonymous with dieting and restriction. I felt like I was not in a healthy relationship with my body where I was always trying to punish it and bring it under control. So did she quit? Uh, Lanin says that various cleanses were the biggest issue, and she swore off the restrictive resets uh, when she left the company two years ago. There you go. Yeah, so she got tired of kind of being in that and Now she's working for Mrs. Fields. Where, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she went the and other way. I never one. felt better. <laughs> Are you happy? So happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wendy Williams went live on social media to blast her bank, Wells Fargo. As previously reported, <laughs> Wells Fargo has been trying to keep Wendy from accessing her money And it has been alleged that her former manager, Bernie Young, is now making his bid to become her legal guardian. So in the case of a bank like that, if if if, um, has it ever happened or is this a case where they're assessing the mental wellness of a a client? Mm. And uh, what kind of sway do they have over someone's finances if they determine that someone may not be in their right mind? Yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know. I, I don't know the answers to any of those. I would assume it's been done before. Right. Uh, that this isn't unprecedented, but um, depends yeah. on how much money's involved, right? Like if it's a if it's a lot, they'll step in. Yeah, if someone comes in wearing a poop hat, they're right. <laughs> probably going to ignore it. Can I uh, talk to you? For <laughs> but but what are the what are the legal right? What can uh, they get away with? Yeah, how, how can you know? At what point can they say, you know what? We don't think they can have their money. Like back. going over to you at the ATM. Do you really need that much for the weekend? Right. Yeah. Uh, so she is reportedly fighting against his attempts, uh, Bernie Young's attempts, who's trying to become her legal guardian. Wendy revealed on Instagram Live, my thing is that I've been asking questions about my money. And when I begin asking questions about my money, suddenly Lori Schiller has got no response regarding my money. And I want my money. This is not fair. Uh, she also accuses Bernie Young of using her American Express card to hire an attorney. She said, I know for a fact that Bernie Young used my American Express card to hire an attorney to file a petition against me. That was done with my American Express card. Is Bernie Young her business manager? He is uh, her former manager. He's trying to become her legal guardian. No, that's, uh, that's touchy. Wendy also mentioned a doctor that she fired saying, then there's this person, a former doctor, had medical information about me that I never even got. It was sent over to Lori Schiller, so I haven't gotten this stuff. I fired this doctor, and again, all I want to know is where is my money? Uh, this is not right, and certainly this is not fair. By the way, I didn't think you fired a doctor. You know what I mean? Right, right, you right. Stopped going, you just stopped to going, going to the yeah. You're fired. Yeah. Put that specula down and get out. I guess kind of, maybe. Yeah, because 
you're right. You're paying for their service, and so if they don't do a good job, yeah. you're fired. You're fired. That's what I'm gonna say to Doctor Mike next time we go. <laughs> yeah, he'll go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> you wouldn't be alive. See you in a month. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy also said that Wells Fargo used all this stuff to create the guardianship over me. She added, without evidence, they took all this information, and continued with what's going on with me based on what Wells Fargo is doing. Imagine being closed out of your own life. Like, right. Like. All the work that you put in all that stuff. Oh, I'd be living. Right. And yeah. yet and yet what would happen is in many cases I'm sure people would read your response being livid as well, that's just an example of his psychosis. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It could be that way. Right. You know? Uh, then again, you could also be losing Complete, your marbles. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, true. Wendy Wendy That's ended, why flipping a coin always helps. <laughs> she ended the video with Please let me have access to my money. This is not right. And again, this is not fair. Have a pleasant day. Thank you. Uh, this is great. Steve forwarded me this story yesterday. I love this. Francis Ford Coppola, who's <laughs> celebrating the 50th anniversary of the release of The Godfather this week, is famously not a fan of superhero movies. Much like fellow old school Helmers, uh, Martin Scorsese and Ridley Scott, Coppola, who's 82, has harshly criticized Hollywood's endless stream of Marvel and DC films, previously saying, Martin was kind when he said it's not cinema. He didn't say it's despicable, which I just say that it is. But in a new interview, Coppola reveals he has a soft spot for one movie in particular. He said, I like Deadpool. (laughs) He said, I thought it was amazing. Wow. That is so cool. So as you would imagine, Ryan Reynolds is pretty excited about that. Uh, Coppola's unexpected endorsement of the R-rated superhero flick spurred Reynolds to respond to the legendary director of Apocalypse Now and the Outsiders by tweeting that Deadpool likes him, too. (laughs) Uh, Sean Levy, who has worked with Reynolds on his last two films, Free Guy and The Atom Project, which Casey's raving about, which I need to see this weekend, uh, was recently tapped to direct Deadpool 3, which will be the first film in the Deadpool franchise to be made by Marvel Studios and be a part of the MCU. They're bringing all this stuff oh, together. Okay, so be- you, you know that. So with that, you can prep all sorts of crossovers. Yeah. You can have Deadpool in so, the X Men. Well, so yeah, so they're gonna and, and they already have flirted with yeah. that with with uh, Colossus yeah. or no? Um, is that who it was? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Colossus and and uh, uh, Negasonic, a teenage warhead, and all that. <laughs> So now they're also taking in Doctor Strange. They're going to cross into X-Men territory there. Right. Which means Deadpool could also be part of the Avengers <laughs> and the X-Men and all that stuff. It's opening up all these doors. That'd be sensational. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Coppola is set to embark on his biggest and most expensive project yet with Megapolis, a mysterious $120 million epic that he says he is funding with his own money. They say this is the logical sequel to Mega Shark. Is that what yeah. it is? He's taking that on. No, IndieWire reports that the film is supposedly set in a futuristic version of New York that is loosely based on ancient Rome. Uh, Zendaya, Kate Blanchett, Oscar Isaac, and Forrest Whitaker have all been linked to the film, although no cast has been officially confirmed so as I of yet. So I fell prey again. They're releasing the Godfather trilogy on 4K with a whole bunch of new stuff in preparation for this series. I have about four Godfather yeah. Ultimate Collections. You'll never need another. Yeah. And I just bought a new Got one. Got another one. I yeah. don't know. I um I kind of get like a little pissed at his stance on the Marvel movies. And like I, uh, it makes me like the Godfather less as it, a result. Not, not me. Yeah, not yeah. an American masterpiece. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you this. Um, the fact that he likes Deadpool brings it all back. Yeah. No, I, well, only a little bit. So there's, there's hating on movies for what? 
whatever reason or another, and, and this story is kind of an example right here. Uh, Coda, the movie, yes, has become kind of a um, an award show villain right now because oh, everyone some, loves it. Because everyone loves it. It's yeah. so great. So you get a knee-jerk reaction to I it. I love it. And now, so some of these other directors of more kind of arty-type films are going, well, that's a softball. You well, know what I mean? That, that, and now it's up for all these great awards. That's an indie film for the masses. There you go. And that's the reaction. Like, it's not indie enough. Yes. Uh, and a lot of people say it'd be better if they could all hear. Which is, <laughs> and he would totally ruin it. Um, but listen, oh, here's what I say about Coda, and I have this story concerning it. That's why I bring it up. But I, I, because of this story I read last night, I started watching it again. Every time I've watched that movie, I feel really good yeah. afterwards. So that is enough for That's me. That's all you need to make it a great movie. So it's like Monster Truck. Uh, how can you not feel yeah. happy when about you that? Look in the glove compartment and there's a pair of eyes looking back face at you. in there. You, you remember what whimsy is. So Coda uh, may be headed for EGOT territory. You never know because uh, the Apple TV Plus film rushes into Oscars weekend with a major chance at Best Picture. Uh, Deaf West Theater has now picked up the story for a staged musical adaptation, Coda. Uh, And it's actually an adaptation of a French comedy called La Famille Belier. It follows a child of deaf adults as she attempts to pursue her passion in singing, which is what Coda is. And Coda, by the way, stands for C-O-D-A, means child of deaf adults. So this was a French film before? Uh, uh, This is an adaptation of a French comedy, it says here. So uh, the musical project does not yet have a creative team or any sort of scheduling, but the theater plans to produce the stage musical alongside two companies associated with the film. Deaf West is a prestigious Los Angeles-based theater uh, dedicated to connecting artistry between the deaf and hearing worlds. So that's what they do. Every time, so again, I was watching um, The Miracle Worker, and they're doing sign language. And we always talk about, man, I'd love to learn sign language. I just know. <laughs> this, I would learn it, and I would forget it well, so quickly. You have to. It, it's yeah. like anything. It's like learning a, right, a, right. a, a, a language. You you have to do it over and right. over. You have to continue to do it. And I, I kind of need to speak on the air. Yeah. I can't You're sign. Right. right. Yeah. I would like to do it, too, and, yeah. and just, uh, just to know that would be pretty awesome. So, uh, anyhow, uh, it's headed to the Oscar night uh, with uh, three nominations. Uh, it already won the BAFTA for Best Screenplay, Outstanding Performances by a Cast and a Motion Picture at the SAG Awards. is a favorite to win Best Supporting Actor and Best Adaptation ap- uh, Adapted Screenplay at the Academy Awards this Sunday, so we will see. If it does well, I'll be happy. I haven't seen it, but if everyone I know who uh, loves it, I respect. And so I also would be happy to see Belfast step up and win a number of awards. That is another movie that leaves you feeling, though you go through a lot of tumult, mm. that is a family story. Right. It's about surviving. It's about doing what's right before your family. It's a beautiful movie. That sounds like Coda, too. Yeah, yeah, Sim- yeah. Similar type of message. Right. And you'll cry along the way. Absolutely. But but by the time it's over, you just, yeah. your heart swells. Like, great. The, like Deadpool for Francis Ford Coppola. To like yeah. that. Yeah, a lot like that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else we have? Uh, Pete Davidson's mother. Wants a little Kardashian grandbaby. Oh my. That's not going to happen. I mean, she's done. Uh, she had a really, really, really tough time with her. She's last been pregnancy. doing surrogates, right? Yeah. Uh, so, well, then, then they could still they have. Could. They could have a grandchild. According to Page Six, a fan recently tagged Amy Davidson in an Instagram photo of Pete and Kim kissing. And wrote, she will be pregnant with his child by the end of the year. <laughs> well, and the comedian's mom implied that she's ready to be a grandma, writing, yay, under the post. It doesn't have to be Kim. Uh, no, it could be someone. Another one of the Kardashians. Or, yeah. or even Rob. There's a whole slew yeah. of them to yeah, choose from. what's Robin from. doing? 
Uh, Josh, there are a few uh, pre- presenters that have been added to the Oscars this Sunday. Josh Brolin, uh, Jacob L. L- uh, Elordi, I guess. I'm not familiar. Elordi. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jason Momoa, Jill Scott, J.K. Simmons, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, and Rachel Zegler have all been tapped. Uh, the final round of presenters was announced yesterday, just three days after fans lashed out when they discovered uh, Zegler, star of Best Picture nominee West Side Story, had not been invited to the ceremony. So she's now going to be a presenter. I have to admit now I have more interest in this year's Oscars than I've had for about eight years. Yeah. so Same here. Yeah. Yep, I'm on board. Uh, Stranger Things gave fans a sneak preview of season four in a set of 12 teaser images. The visuals show the teens engaged in Dungeons and Dragons and preparing to face off against evil while Sheriff Jim Hopper is alive and well, sporting a shaved head somewhere in snowy Russia. Uh, Volume one makes its debut on May 27th. With Volume 2 following on July 1st. What does that mean, Volume 1 and Volume 2? They're separating the season into two parts. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what? How many episodes? That's that's okay. Ozark did the same thing. So it's the same season. They just separate it by a month or two and uh, kind of stretches it out a little. Rather than have us wait 18 months or two years for another season. If it's a a nine-episode season, though, what are you doing, four and five? I think that's that's what Ozark did. I think Ozark's like five or six and then another five or six or whatever. Also, just from a personal standpoint, like... When I when it's a show that I love, I'll binge it in a weekend and then it's over. So like to be able to space it out a little bit makes me enjoy it a little bit longer. Well, and hopefully they'll they'll have a kind of an ending to the first half right. and, and give you you know bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, maybe. I wonder also since they're 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 canceling everything that has Russian imagery or anything in it is the fact that he's in Soviet Russia. It appears to be good question. Is that going to stop them from debuting this? Um, I don't know because they've clearly. Uh, pitted the Russians because it's in the yeah, 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. as enemies. Right, bottom right, line, yeah. period. So maybe that, you know, that still flies. I want to see it. Yeah. Make it happen. Pamela Anderson's Broadway debut will be featured in her forthcoming Netflix documentary. Uh, the Baywatch alum announced on Good Morning America Wednesday, yesterday, that the two-part docuseries will show her preparing to play Roxy Hart in Chicago. That's pretty well. I had, listen... Um, she's she's hung on. She's been a pop culture icon, well icon in many yeah, ways. Yeah. Uh, but I never knew about the singing, dancing stuff. Was that ever referenced at all over these decades? Not that I remember. Uh, so she is going to take on that role from April until June. We have audio of the rehearsal, Preston. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Not bad. Never knew. All right, and then one last story. Uh, Marvel's own Falcon, Sam Wilson, also known as actor Anthony Mackie, is opening up his own new production studio in his hometown, New Orleans. Uh, The actor, who has starred in five Marvel movies and his own TV series, reportedly purchased a 20-acre site in New Orleans East, which he will reportedly use as a production studio called East Studios, LLC. Hmm. Uh, the, I, I think he's got some pretty good taste. Yeah, the timing is pretty good as production companies are looking to churn out content after the pandemic halted several projects over the last two years. There are over a dozen films and TV shows that are slated to be filmed in and around New Orleans uh, over the next year or so. Uh, well, the actor has yet to speak about the studio. New Orleans Mayor uh, Latoya Cantrell 
confirmed the news on her Twitter account saying the incredible news will be bringing a handful of new jobs and economic growth to the area. Uh, my uh, Hot Toys action figure of his Captain America should be coming soon. Oh, nice. So Kathy will have to clear some space back <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Mackie, who uh, was actually was raised in, born and raised in the area and attended New Orleans Center for Creative Arts before going to Juilliard to pursue his acting career. Uh, he's slated to star in the upcoming Captain America movie based on the Excuse me, Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, uh, I wish nothing but good things for that guy. He's such a he's such a cool person. We had him early on in the studio. Couldn't have been nicer. Cool, yeah. A regular one of those guys. You yeah. say we could hang out with this yeah. guy. Oh, and then one more thing. Uh, Casey wanted me to mention this. Eagles offensive lineman Jordan <laughs> Maialata, apparently the six foot eight, uh, three hundred six pound behemoth, was unveiled as the man inside the Thingamabob costume <laughs> in last Christ. night's episode of The Masked Singer. And they That's... all knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Robin Mivlaven. Who does it? Here's the reveal. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. For two years and played rugby before. And by the this? way, they're yeah. not goosing that audience no. sound at all. No. That sounds crazy. like a crazy stadium. Dude, if I did, did a version of that show in Philadelphia, people wouldn't be able to. Like, he's a really like. <laughs> There's no way in hell they knew who he was. He is a good singer. It's Rockstar Rob! <laughs> He's a good singer, though, you were saying? He is. He is. I didn't know this until they had, you know, they made him sing during training camp. I actually might have been this past year. That's like what they do for, uh, it's like hazing, essentially. And and, uh, he was singing in front of his entire teammates. and, uh, And I was like... Wow, this guy's actually pretty good. Well, people, they, they have to have them at some point. Just go. I don't know who this is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Oh, nice to meet you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you play football. That's great. I'll catch <laughs> y'all. I will check you out sometime. If you were legitimately the creature that you were portraying, I would still. I I know you less. Yeah. He did eventually get his mask off. Uh, it was a lengthy struggle, but they did the reveal, and uh, so he is. He's, he's a thing about voted off now. Is that how that works? Or? Yeah, I guess. I don't. And they vote him off because he was the worst of yeah, the lot. I, the, I don't really know. I, Do you want to hear? Him sing a little bit though. I mean, he sings that uh, Ed Sheeran song. Oh, which one? Well, Perfect. Here we go. Here we go. That Great voice. Yeah, Excellent. They're saying the succulent, well done. The succulent might be Jake Berge. <laughs> is that right? Where is he from? He's from uh, Australia or, um, well, he's either Australia or New Zealand. <laughs> I think he's an Aussie. Okay. Uh, but so, and he never, Kath, he never played football before. And he entered the draft. The Eagles took him in like the seventh or eighth round. 
He was just this monster that was running people over on the rugby field. And as it turns out, he is uh, this diamond in the rough. He he might end up being like the best left tackle in the league. No kidding. 346 pounds. Yeah, wow. it's crazy, Press, because I saw um, one, of the, his t- one of his teammates was filming him at this training camp thing. And, like, everybody was like, what the hell? Like, this dude... Like he's a like legit singer, and he was. And I can't remember what song he was singing, but and he was just doing it on like a regular like, you know, uh, what do you call those? Impromptu like, uh, audio? No, like auditorium mics. Oh, right. You know, it wasn't even like a like a real deal mic or anything like that. But yeah, he lost. He lost. He's a loser. Uh, he's a monster too. Yeah. He's just a, a massive guy with a great voice. Well, yep. that's cool, man. Good for him. Yep. All right. Well, we are ready for clips. A reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure in the Lost City. In this clip, Channing Tatum is still impressed with how Sandra Bullock performed scenes in her costume. Watching Sandra run in the jungle with high heels on and a jumpsuit, (laughs) I gotta say, it was nothing short of, like, an Olympic, like, event. Like, I still don't know how you did it. I was in, like, just normal shoes and I was falling down. And somehow you figured it out. Yeah. Lost City opens in theaters tomorrow. It's getting good reviews. Well, good. Good. I'd, I'd, uh, like, I would like to see those two I, I think they're good, yeah. All right, next clip. Second season of Netflix's most watched show, Bridgerton, returns to follow the complicated love story between Anthony Bridgerton and Kate Sharma. Tomorrow, right? Um, yes. yes. And here is the new cast member, Simone Ashley, explaining how welcoming the original cast was. Just really excited, um, really proud. Um, you know, we've we've spoken about how amazing the show is and the storyline and how inclusive it is, but just as a cast and crew, it's a bunch of really genuinely kind, lovely, down-to-earth people. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> Season 2 of Bridgerton as Kathy said premieres tomorrow. Are you watching? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. And they'll uh, they'll throw the whole, uh, all of the episodes out there um... in one shot? God, I forget. Netflix usually does, is right? It, is it Netflix? Okay. Yeah, 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 then it's usually out there. Yeah, I, you know what? There's been so much hype around it. Um, and I, like I said, I was getting emails from people, uh, you know, kind of telling me why I should watch it. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to. Like the new dude is, is, uh, is. Well, and he was in last season. And oh, okay. he, he was, you were kind of attracted to his character and yeah. what was going on. He, they kind of gave you a little taste of it. So now they're going to focus on him. So yeah, I think you it'll said be that's... good. That's the deal. Each season, supposedly, they're going to change the focus on the gun cast. Right. That's what uh, somebody emailed did, me. To did you get to see his junk last season? No. This is Bridgerton this is not, is not the junk where, show. This is the, the early. Uh, this was. I the think sex they all show. are in a way. There's a lot of sex. Yeah. There's a lot but of there's sex. No, no junk. Not nudity. Huh. And he had some sex scenes in the last season, so I'm assuming that's going to start up again. Okay. Right. All right. Net your entertainment report. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We got a few guests joining us today and stuff to get into. So make sure you stay with us for the duration. We'll be right back. Young Steve Morrison took a trip to the zoo. The events that transpired changed him forever. No, Father! Are you frozen, Father? Watch this tragedy unfold on the latest Daily Rush. By the way, today is National Cheesesteak Day. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Got an email. Uh, that says, hey, President Steve Show, happy National Cheesesteak Day from Whistle Truck. 
We were at the Camp Out for Hunger last November. They're great. And we are just about to hit our one-year anniversary of being in business. Over 100 events in the area in such a short time. And today we're feeding some well-deserved hungry people at Pico. Couldn't think of a better way to celebrate the day. Uh, sincerely, that is from Chris and the rest of the Wizzle team. Wizzle for shizzle. For shizzle, baby. <laughs> Uh, I may, I'm not going to have a cheesesteak today. I'm, uh, I'm kind of watching what I'm eating. I'm trying to hit some, uh, some weight goals. I hit my, my little goal earlier this week and I want to hit my medium goal by tomorrow. So, so your weekend though, you give yourself a little latitude. I think, I think I'm going to, yeah, weekend I always give myself a latitude. We've got a, uh, we've got a Pudges nearby us, which makes a great, uh, cheesesteak. So okay. I might go by there, uh, and celebrate National Cheesesteak Day a couple That's of days. It's been forever since I've had a classic. <laughs> really? Like a classic cheesesteak that that are you know you old you can find them anywhere here we live I, we live in cheesesteak central but yeah. calorically it's always a tough thing to reconcile but no. if you're gonna go all in on the weekend you give yourself a bit of a cheat yeah I, I have to think now where I want to go what I want to get I have a friend who's a member at a uh, golf club country club called Applebrook and they make and you know when you go to like an upper level oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah, they yeah. use really quality meat and stuff like that mm. it's to die for yeah uh, so. I um I'm gonna have to dive into one soon. I don't think about calories ever. Like ever. I really, right. I, I, I I don't. I got you. So, but I'll probably do a cheesesteak every probably five or six weeks or something okay. like that. Yeah, and right. and and I have um Thunderbird is the place that I go to. That's just that you know. It's a wonderful place. <laughs> Everyone has a great time. Uh, we cut the meat thinly. Uh, yeah, it's slicely thinned or uh, thin slice. Thin, thinly thin. sliced. No, no, no. Uh, thin slicely. Thin slicely. <laughs> and our chef, Ert and Bernie, will take care of it. No, no, it's Bernie and Ert. Bernie and Ert. Um, but there is right down the street from them is uh, is Delco Steaks, and they are um, they are making waves. In Delaware County, as far as cheesesteaks are concerned. And uh, just because they're so tasty? Yeah. They have a wave machine. <laughs> they do have oh. a wave machine. No, um, no. Uh, they're, they, um, they, their approach to the cheesesteak is... They're, re- they're redefining it? No, no, no. It's probably, it's more uh, akin to, like, your uh, Pat's, Gino's, Jim's, you know. It's, okay. Um, it's, it's just real good quality stuff. Sometimes if you just make it... Mm-hmm. In the classic sense, with as you Preston was saying, the best ingredients, yeah. you become a thing. But they're also not far from each other, so you really can't go wrong. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so national cheese—is it national or is it Philly cheesesteak day? Today's National Cheesesteak Day. That's what that's how All it's right. been quantified. I don't think it's National Philly cheesesteak day. So there'll probably be some sort of ceremony at Arlington or something. <laughs> I told you when I, when I see yeah. the words Philly cheesesteak, I'm like, that's not the real deal. No. I just immediately I think of that. Um, but you know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's a place that uh, Casey's <laughs> recommended to me that I still haven't been. It's called Nick Filet. I think they have two or three locations at this point. There's one in Paoli. Uh, but I've heard that their cheesesteaks are banging, and they use uh, Preston, like, really good cuts of meat. And uh, mm. it's like a standalone kind of steakhouse. It's not at all like a, a fancy place. You know, it's, it, it, I think the one in, in Paoli used to be like <laughs> you a, know what? Roy Rogers or something. It's, but um, anyway, I want to I want to check that out. Nick, the, what I, and, and you just started talking about, you know, variation and Wilson's. Um, Oh man, they were here yesterday. Yeah, they're, yeah. Apparently, they stopped by and yeah. had some goodies. Mm-hmm. Meatless. They're uh, impossible. Well, yeah, they they like like the impossible one. Yeah. Holy yep. effing it's hell! Good too. It Never... doesn't. It doesn't taste like a regular cheesesteak. It's something different. Yeah. Uh, and it's fantastic. It's funny, Nick. I've recommended Nick Filet, but I've never actually been. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've only ridden my you bike. Son past of it. a bitch. Wait a minute. Yeah. 
No, you, I, you'll recommend places you've never been to? No, I, I didn't actually recommend. I, I, I probably <clears throat> just asked if he's ever been because, A, it's Nick. No, you said it was the best place you'd ever been. That's, that's you a were lie. like, I love it so much. You will eat nowhere else lie. but this place. <laughs> but the, there's it only, looks really good from the outside. Two locations, that, two locations that I know about. One is in Paoli on Route 30, and then okay. there's another one right on Beach Avenue in uh, Cape May. Now I'm trying to think if I've ever recommended a place I've never been to before to somebody. <laughs> I'm sure I have yeah. at one time. And I mean, you need to go there. Great. Never been there, but I you did. need to go there. I did on this show one time. What did you, what I had it? recommended uh, Flex ice cream in, in the villas. Uh-huh. And then somebody was like, you ever been? I'm like, no, I haven't, but uh, my cousins have been there. <laughs> my cousins have been there. We don't, well, we, we do. Know. But I have been there since. All right. Oh, you ever recommend a movie that you haven't seen? No. No. I probably have. Yeah. <laughs> I heard great things. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, thank you to Wizzles uh, for getting in touch with us uh, this morning. And yeah, National Cheesesteak Day. So get out and celebrate and enjoy, if you will. There's a, uh, a wealth of places to go to. We're mm-hmm. very lucky. We we had the one guy who uh, had raided a thousand of them. You right. remember, took what, four years, three years, something like that, and uh, eventually got through all of them, and I, I did have the full list printed up here, and I'm like, what am I doing with this? I'm never going <laughs> to... What, are you going to will it to your kids? Yeah, yeah, I'm never going to go through this. I eventually <laughs> threw it away, but um, there's some good suggestions there. Uh, yeah, well, sometimes <clears throat> I fall, though, uh, again, it's been years. Well, no, I've had the Wilsons, so yeah. that's that. It's uh, that's still a, a cheesesteak. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I amend my statement. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of eating, uh, I saw this interesting survey... Uh, it was done in the U.K., but could definitely be uh, tailored to pretty much anywhere. Um, the, it's a new survey of 2,000 adults, and they asked them about their secret snacking spot. Secret snacking spot. Okay. And uh, so, you know, if you're Kathy, you eat nowhere but the kitchen or the dining room. But you, like actual, like, locations in your yeah, house? Yeah. Right. Sneaking. You sneak, will not bring yeah. food upstairs. You will not hide stuff under the pillow. No. No. You had, Definitely you, you, not. Do you have, to, you have to eat in the kitchen? Wait, but hold on. Why are they secret? Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. Explain. I, had, I had a secret snacking spot. Uh, Why? Uh, and I do, too. I'll explain it a little yeah. bit. <laughs> you go ahead. Uh, well, so, um, sometimes we won't have sweets in our section of the house but my mom always does <laughs> in the basement so okay so you sneak i down will there? sneak down there okay, right, and it's right. even better if she's not there because then i will go absolutely crazy <laughs> then you could put a bra on you're just, <laughs> that's stealing yeah. is what does that she, is like does she come home and she's like what happened I'm like, no 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 she has more sweets than she can handle okay. i mean she's right. like, like a bird anyway he's like norman bates yeah. in the basement oh, that's funny Press, Casey's there with the wig on, sitting in the rocking chair, <laughs> eating Charleston shoes. I mean, oh, Kathy, last, so last night, for instance, I, I, I finished my dinner. I worked out hard yesterday, okay? I ran. I did a whole bunch of stuff. I you earned, earned it. My, I earned it. I earned it. Okay. So I opened my, my freezer. <laughs> to neutralize it. Okay. I opened my freezer, and the ice cream that I was expecting to be there was not there. And we had no other sweets in the house. And so I snuck on down to my mom's, <laughs> and I grabbed some. Uh, and it was like leftover ca- uh, Christmas Cake. candy, okay. uh, a cookie or two. I, you know. Or two. Or two. Yeah. Some of her medication. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. All right, so She's se- not going to use all this amoxicillin. <laughs> the secret snacking spots. And feel free to share yours, if you will, 215-263-WMMR. So there's 20 of them. And number 20 on this list was my secret uh, secret uh, snacking spot inside a freezer room at work. 
So when I worked... Oh, my God! You yes. too? You too? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. At McDonald's. Yeah, when I worked at... When I worked at York Steakhouse, that was the name of the place. I was the food bar attendant. I've yeah. told you guys this before. <laughs> I would, because I, I wore an apron. Okay, yeah. And it had an apron, had pockets on it. Big pockets. <laughs> and I would uh, I would grab stuff from the uh, yeah. from the food bar and slip it in my okay, pocket. Okay, so it's stuff you shouldn't have been eating. And then I would go into the <laughs> freezer and eat it. No. That so, was my secret. That's so that's why you have to, have to sneak. Yeah, you're hiding. From you're hiding There's still an application, yeah. though. Not all of them. Some of these are, are, are other okay. than hiding. But. If you want to hide, if you're going to go, um, you have something that you want to eat out of your significant other's eyesight, you know, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and that's really what it is. Like in the okay. movie, uh, uh, this is forty. This is forty. Remember, he's out over the with trash the, can, the muffins. With, oh, it's yeah, you... eating, eating, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> muffins and things like. That. When you have children, so she doesn't know. When you have children, they are like seagulls, Steve. If a seagull sees another <laughs> seagull eating a French fry, it flies immediately over there. Right. So if you no, are, you don't eating, want to share. If you are eating anything that is uh, slightly delicious, and your kids see it, they're like, well. What is that, and can I have some? By the way, going back to you, Casey, a texter says, Casey's mom probably buys extra snacks for Isn't him. Isn't that sweet? Because she, she knows he's down there <laughs> doing it. Going to put the rat poison in me. <laughs> oh. uh, the walk-in freezer, freezer at McDonald's was a, a really good hiding spot for a number of uh, um, ideas. One was sneaking food. The other, like, if it was just a hot day in the summer, yeah. you could go in there. And the door was so damn heavy yeah. that if anybody was ever going to, like, come in and check in on you, uh, you got a warning. So yeah, you had time. You had time. So yeah. if you're, like, shoving, you know, a few extra nuggets in your down your gullet. Did you, it have a release on the inside? Uh, you could, okay. in theory, get locked, locked in, in there. there. Oh, boy. And, and so um, I don't think anybody would ever die inside one of those bad boys. But, like, you, you could definitely get locked in because the lock, Steve, was from the outside. So if somebody, like, right. slipped a little pin through yeah. the, 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 you know, the handle, you could get stuck inside. Yeah, he had, he had nuggets in his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, other sneak secret sneaking uh, snack spots are uh, in the basement, uh, in a closet. I don't eat in the basement. I <laughs> Who's going in their closet to eat? I, I probably... Yes, I guess. Well, there are why? people who will go. There are people, like Casey said, in some cases, depending on the size of the closet, you don't want to invite the troops to join in. This is my thing. I'm going to eat it by myself, and I don't want to be discovered. <laughs> or if you are sneaking it, there's also another movie scene uh, from Parenthood Yeah, where uh, Rick Moranis' wife oh, yeah. is he's, very, he's, he's very controlling yeah. over what they eat and because you know we need to stay in shape she and all can't this. She can stand And it. whenever she would get pissed off, she'd go and she had this shoebox box filled with like you know twinkies and things like that she would slip off and go eat them well there's there's a there's a mindset too like i can uh, and again i'm not doing it so clandestinely but but i will i will be in the kitchen and i will move out of the doorway (laughs) standing because if you stand you can turn around quickly you can put it in the refrigerator you you can hear someone getting up so you got to stay mobile you got to stay on your feet and ready ready to respond and so i'd say right in in the kitchen yeah on the counter facing the wall that goes into the den so i that's my though it's it's my clandestine spot i don't know if it's (laughs) a secret spot uh, so when you're the patriarch of a family and you come home and let's say you've stopped at a McDonald's or a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, uh, sometimes there is the expectation that, oh, well, if you stop there, you probably should have gotten us something. Mm. Us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, yep. us being our children yeah. or your spouse or whatever. Uh, so I will a lot of times uh, finish my food before I even get into the house and I will sit in the driveway <laughs> 
in the driver's seat of my car. And That's I will good. Eat my meal, and all of the trash ends up in the trash can. You're so in, funny, Casey. In, <laughs> well, because then they make you feel guilty, Kat. Yeah, like, you, did, you didn't get you. me anything. It's like, no, do, I didn't. You call, I did will not. You, will you call an audible? For, no. I always do. I will pick my wife up something all the time. Just because uh, if you don't want it, great. But I kind of know what she wants. I do and, that and, too. And getting, getting, getting the what about me treatment is not worth the risk of not I getting think, something. See, for me, I, I'm not doing any of this secret eating because I think if it has to be secretive for me, I shouldn't be eating it. Oh, so like not, if I have to yeah. if I have to hide that I got something mm-hmm. th- and I can't share it, mm-hmm. then I shouldn't have. No, it's not talk- that I'm hiding that I got something; it's how, that I'm hiding that I didn't <laughs> get you something. We also talked about this. Also, is is germane to the notion of. Of um, creative eating to hide your eat, so I will. I will never in a, in an ice cream pint. I will never scoop out. I will shave off top <laughs> layers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that uh, optically from the so top it stays flat. Uh, even and if it's split like parts chocolate, parts vanilla, <laughs> I will reconstitute the line mm-hmm. so you can't quite tell. By the way, Casey, I know for sure there are people that do exactly what you do, that eat every last crumb, clean it up, finish, make sure there is no evidence left over that I stop anywhere on the way home. Oh, and it's even better if you can crumple your bag up into a tiny little ball and the top trash bag in the trash can uh, has a a little bit of an opening that you can squeeze it in in there. They'll never, never know. know. They'll Who's going to go digging around in that no, trash? If you can <laughs> crunch it up big enough to put it in a cup. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. even better. Yeah. And then crumple the cup. I was just drinking. What, yeah. I can't drink? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go to some calls. I'll, I'll come back to this uh, this list, but it's uh, secret snacking spots. And I have uh, Brittany who wants to chime in. Hi, Brittany. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's morning, up, it. Brittany? Um, so I had a secret snacking spot until about 3.30 this morning. <laughs> Oh. Um, I I have a drawer underneath my bed. Okay. That's meant for clothing. So, but I I have some clothes in there, but I also have some snacks. Well, it was about three thirty. I heard some crinkling, <laughs> and it turned out to be a mouse. A oh, mouse oh, was in oh, your God. snack See? stash. Uh, <laughs> I heard it. No like, food upstairs. No food in the bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Oh, I got up at 3.30, I took all the snacks downstairs, I put them in a bag, put them in the fridge, and I threw out any trash, and I vowed to not do it again. No, oh, all right. Well, I can see that. I can see that being the end of that for you. But, that is. Yep, uh, but, but maybe like uh, putting it in an, an airtight container, or you, you know, have, like a, you have to be like, no, yes. No, 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 no. She's out. Brittany's out. <laughs> it's it's done. You. By the way, the number one place on this list that people have their secret snacking spot is in bed. So that's where mm. people like to uh, to do that. So a lot of times, if you're up in bed, you don't want to t- at night. You don't want to take the walk down to the kitchen and get stuff. So yeah. like like um, uh, um, I bought Claire a mini fridge for she's on you know another floor in the house. Uh, she never uses it, you know. So she, she it, it's it's one of those things you don't want to get out of bed. And I I kind of subscribe to your notion, Kathy. Too, it's good to have that distance to stop you from going yeah. and getting it. You know, <laughs> will she eat in bed? Sure. Um, no, yeah. no, really, she she will eat before she goes. I love now, I'll find wrappers, like, <laughs> if it's been a particularly uh, candy night. I love bed, and I love food, but I don't like the two of them at the same time. And right. I, I need separation. I don't like getting crumbs in bed, I, you know, and then you, like, you roll over them There's one thing I can eat in bed, which is the hers. 
Yeah, of pretzels. Yeah, because the the opening of the bag is big enough so that you can eat over. It. You can eat over it. Yeah, right. yeah. But then also, like you, you know, the secret for eating in bed with, with things that have crumbs is uh, make sure that they're all bite sized, so you're not actually biting into something. So that you're that it all yes. goes into your mouth. Right. Right. Do you know it's a good a good high two, Preston? And I do it at home. I keep rotisserie chickens on <laughs> my lathe. That's on your lathe, right? Yeah. So Smart. yeah, uh, Rochelle right? and I will eat in bed sometimes if we're like watching a movie or something like that. I'll bring up like cheese and grapes and crackers. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and things like that. Ooh, look at you. And, uh, yeah, I like to make it nice. Yeah. A charcuterie board made out of a pillow. Maybe a little hummus. <laughs> Brittany's like story is probably the exact reason that I don't want any <laughs> the food. mouse. Yeah, yeah, just like mouse. I, actually, I have a friend who used to eat in bed, and I guess crumbs got <laughs> on the floor, and he literally woke up in the middle of the night to ants crawling all over. Oh, him. oh wow! Yeah. All right. Let me go to Megan. Hey, Megan. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Megan. Do you have a little secret snacking spot? Yeah, so years ago when I used to work at Wawa, uh, we would have, like, so much spoilage that we threw away. So I would, like, sneak some of the food and run back to the dish room and eat it. (laughs) In the dish room. (laughs) What's the dish room at Wawa, by the way? the dish room at Wawa, Uh uh-huh. What is the dish room? I'm not familiar. So basically, um, back behind the deli, we have an area where we wash all the dishes that we use. Okay, all right. So yeah, and so you would you and... would slip back there. Would you do it? Would you would you be kind of hiding? You know, uh, did anybody ever catch you with your mouth full? Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> if, if you work in a place though, like that happens to have you says as you say, Casey, uh, you know, Megan, mouth mouth, you know, small <laughs> biteable like yeah. nuggets. Yeah. Duncan was great because Duncan the nuggets, the yeah, donut holes. Mm-hmm. You can pop those nuggets. And, Close your mouth. You can have two or three of them, and and the munchkins. <laughs> don't you know though? Like yeah. when when you're done chewing, like uh, yeah, you think like, oh, they probably don't know. They know. They mm-hmm. know you've eaten something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got a text <laughs> from my friend Jen from college. She just said I I literally rat- rolled over onto a honeycomb this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, Lisa. All right, so your your secret snacking spot. Okay, so um, I used to work in the in a diner, and um, sometimes the cook would give me a scallop or a shrimp, and of course it would be too hot to eat, and you'd be busy. So I would put it in a souffle cup with a lid, <laughs> put it in my apron. And I would eat it in like ten minutes when okay. it was cool. So, okay. so to the outward appearance, you would just simply be drinking out of a cup, but you're actually eating shrimp. Actually eating shrimp or scallops? Okay. Yeah. I have to imagine little, that little there's nothing order. better than diner shrimp. Right. Yeah, diner scallops right. are probably better. I'm gonna deter these things. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate it. I will uh, when when I go to the grocery store. I do this now, and I always felt kind of guilty about it, but. <clears throat> Grapes are a crapshoot, man. Sometimes you get sure. them and you take them home and you eat it and you're like, oh, what the hell? This bad stuff. Why am I alive? Well, they're just, they're sour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hate that. I do too. So I will put, I will put the grapes in my cart. I will, taste. I will be walking through shopping and when I'm alone, mm-hmm. I'll snag one of those bad boys and take a quick just bite. Just one? Just one. Okay. Listen. What, like a fistful of grapes? No, I, I just wasn't sure. That was a great movie, by the way. Fistful of grapes or Clint Eastwood. And I feel kind of bad because gra- grapes are sold, are sold by weight. I wasn't sure if they were sold they by are. The bag. They're okay. sold by weight. So if I sit there and ate a bunch, I'm technically I'm stealing is at that point. Is it inappropriate? I don't think it is. If you're in the produce section and you... And there, you take one grape to sample. I, I've seen people do that. I'm I don't. Sure th- people do it all. I don't the time. think that's yeah. frowned. 
frowned upon, is it? I don't know. Is it, I'm not going to find out. If you're in the in meat section, can you cook a piece of meat yes. over yeah. a lighter I just to get, see how good it is? I don't want to get banned from my grocery store, so I, I hide it while I'm I don't, Yeah, I can't imagine. You think somebody would say something to you no, if they saw you eating a grape? Not. Especially your big celebrity. Sir, don't eat the produce. Uh, let me go <laughs> oh, to... Mr. Elliot, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> let me go to Colton. Hey, Colton, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, it, my man. All right, so secret snacking spot. Well, I mean, I think every guy has it at least. I mean, I'm a car guy. I'm a garage guy. I mean, everybody's <laughs> got the garage. Everybody's got the beer fridge. I mean, you just, hey, I got to go do this. Like last night, <laughs> last night's garbage night. Yep. You go out, you're doing garbage, you have a beer while you're out doing garbage because you know you're not going to get interrupted while you're in the garage. Yeah. Ah. So it's just a nice place to have, you know, that one beer that you got to have at night or whatever, and you're not interrupted while you're doing that. Yeah, so you you do it. You you pick your area. You, you come up with your cover story. I'm I'm going right. I'm going to go polish this took turkey in the in the garage. <laughs> Colton, are you exactly. are you slamming that beer while you're out there? No, I mean that's why you have to make up a good enough backstory that hey, I'm going to be out there for like 15, 20 minutes right. or so. Like it can't just be like hey, I'm going to go grab a you know, nine millimeter wrench and come back. Well, you yeah, said take out the garbage. Story. Taking out the garbage takes about 30 seconds for me, so. <laughs> well, no, because you got, I have a garage can that I have to do. I have nah. to recycle what I got. So I'm going to straighten up I a little can. while I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. I'm going to rotate the half and half. All right, that's a good one. The garage, definitely. All right, thank you, Colton. Appreciate it. Let me go through a few others. We got tons of calls here, so. Um, uh, other ones are, like I said, in a closet, a public toilet. Mm. No. No. Oh, dear yeah, that's God. like, like, a, or a, a brothel or uh, an yeah, alleyway right. with junkies. Uh, in a child's playhouse. Just any random child? I don't know. <laughs> a public changing room. Oh, what the hell? In a swimming pool. I mean, I don't mind that if if I'm at a pool party or something. Are you? Like that. Uh, but you're, the, to me, that'd be very obvious if you're going into the pool with a turkey yeah. leg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> up in the attic. Okay. okay. Uh, in the laundry room, in a hot tub. Some of these aren't secret snacking spots. No. Like you said, Steve. That's uh You wanna be you wanna be out of the line of sight. All right, how about this? During exercise. What? No. 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 Occasionally I'll put cheese wheels on my bar instead of plates. <laughs> I can't eat during exercise. Like oh. No, me either. Breathe into oh, it. Oh, it's yeah. very I easy. I don't like to eat right before exercise. No, me neither. Either. When you guys are curling, you don't eat French soup? No. Well, maybe I should try because I do like that. In a storage room at work. All right, I okay, can see yeah. that. Yeah. So that that was, again, That's and that ended up being on a number of occasions where I'd go to the storage room. There's nobody back there. Yep. You ever take a nap in a storage room? No. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, in an elevator. Okay. Uh, I don't. Just go up and down. Yeah, get a high rise. Just eating a salad <laughs> in the elevator. It's like a magic trick. Well, I'm going to make this meal disappear. Uh, on the toilet is no. another one. No. Uh, a public stairwell. Why would you? Okay. I don't like, know. Uh, I guess that, just to hide. Yeah, if you're hiding in like the basement, people, then, like a stairwell, I could okay. see. People used to smoke in the stairwells uh, here. You know, you, you'd walk Did in. Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you could walk in there and smell the cigarettes. If you go with someone else, you could have to get at the top of the stairs and roll M&Ms down into your mouth. <laughs> That's true. All right, then you have uh, the shed, it says. I yeah. can see that. A shed is, an, is a good one. Yep, it's a really good secret spot. Septic tank. Uh, in the bathtub. <laughs> 
Which is uh, like if Rochelle takes baths quite a bit, and I will bring our up a little, you know, a little something nice, spaghetti. Some, yeah. time, some spaghetti, spaghetti. Yeah. yeah, some, uh, <laughs> some buffalo wings. Yes. <laughs> Here, I brought you some hobo stew. <laughs> it's your favorite, isn't it? Uh, on the stairs, just at your house, sitting on the stairs, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. That's um, my favorite spot for soup. And then number two on this list, this is Casey. It says while driving. I think just in the car. Yeah. Uh, in general, is a I think that's that's got to be one of the one of the big sneaking right. food spots. You have two. You have a delineation though: parked yeah. and right. driving. Right. What, what is your what is your driving food? Your number one driving food. Oh, I think you know, we, you know what that has become for me is a uh, like a burrito supreme. It, it stays contained. It stays contained. Yep. Not messy. One nope. hand, easy Absolutely. to eat. Um, burgers are pretty simple too, as yeah. long as they're not. You know, like you're not getting like a, a loaded burger with tons of stuff on right. it. Right. Yeah. Fries uh, are like, good. Like a McDonald's cheeseburger. Pretty damn simple. Shish very, kebab. Very easy to eat while you're uh, while you're on the road. Yeah, all of that. Contained. Ready yeah. to go. French mm-hmm. fries. Easy. Yep. yep. You know, all that stuff. Uh, let me see here. I'm Baked gonna, Alaska. I'm going to go to some more calls here. Let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Ed. How are you? Good morning, Ed, buddy. We're good. So, secret snacking spot for you? I I am currently 54 years old. It took me 45 years to figure out that the kitchen sink will disguise sounds of wrappers being opened. Oh, <laughs> okay. Handy stuff like that. If you if you stand there and run the water, uh, it will disguise many of those it. sounds, and and nobody else. I I think hurt. you're 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 talking my my realm because you, you go idea. in the kitchen, you position yourself in a way you can cover the sounds. You can make like again for me, it's, it's a combination of that. Hiding the sounds, and then also how you cut that piece of cake so it doesn't look like any cake. Absolutely. How you scoop the ice cream, all that, how you rebuild the pile of French fries. Right. Uh, all of that stuff is critical. Well, well done, Mike. Thank you. By the way, which which leads me to the why why are you hiding what you're eating? Um, and on rare occasions, it will be I'm eating. So, now, this is just at home. I wouldn't do this at work. Yeah. But eating someone else's food, someone <laughs> else's leftovers. Yeah. And look at it and go... I think begging for forgiveness would be worth eating. <laughs> sorry. This. Uh, you know, I, I oh, I didn't know it was yours. I yeah. didn't mean to. I'll I'll get you some more. You know, I, I have done. Do I have done that. What? I don't do that. You don't do that. No, no, I don't. Okay. You have respect for other people's leftovers. Other people don't. In your house, they'll eat yours. The they yeah. eat my ice cream. Yeah, that's why I had to eat my mom's candy last night. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. If you put set up your dinner, everything's set there, you're ready to go, and you go to the bathroom and you come back and it's gone, yeah. can someone use? Well, you weren't here. I mean, it's it's on a plate on yeah. the table. Yep. No, people wouldn't do that. All right. Possibly, I mean, the dogs would do it. The biggest fight ever between my sister and I happened when I <laughs> ate the last pizza, <laughs> uh, the last frozen pizza. I mean, wow. physical fight. <laughs> Throwing things, punching each yeah. other, the whole thing. Wow. What kind of pizza? Uh, oh, I was just some random yeah. frozen pizza. Whatever. When you want it, yeah. When you've been thinking about it, yep. When you're that's like I told these guys earlier. I'm thinking about dinner yeah. today, and I'm like, what I want. I know what I want. And I'm gonna have it. <laughs> and if anybody gets in my way, I'll kill them. I remember swinging a hockey stick at her. <laughs> I kid you not, because uh. uh, she she was punching me. She was hitting me. She was older than me. You deserved it. Uh, I what. <laughs> It was pizza. Yeah, it but was the last one. You know what? I stand with you. It wasn't dibs on her. Or she didn't. She didn't call dibs she on. She didn't it. dib yeah. it. And it wasn't 
hers. It was right. it belonged My to parents the household. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, all right, anyway. They should have been hitting you with hockey sticks. Uh, secret uh, snacking spots. Very interesting look at that. So thank you for your calls. <laughs> we do appreciate it. We got to take a break. It's 7.51. We need to get to the Bizarre File. We're going to have a fantastic actor. Mr. Chris Cooper is going to be joining us along with his wife. She's an actress as well, Marianne Leone. And they're talking about a uh, project that they have available now called With in. Uh, Todd Fedorik's going to be on the program too, former Flyer Great, and more. Stay with us. We'll return in just a little bit. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, two quick shout-outs, if yes. you don't mind. Uh, I got this from John Sarman, who said, I want to send a huge, juicy shout-out to my amazing wife. She deserves it after all that she's been through. Stage 4 ovarian cancer came into our lives last year, late June. She had a major surgery, fought so bravely for six months of chemo, now dealing with lifelong medication. She never gave up on life working or her memoir. Uh, she was ready to publish just as we found out about this cancer. Despite it all, she kept pushing, and in February, she was able to publish her book. And I couldn't be prouder of her and all that she's done. To me, she's a warrior, the love of my life, and best friend. Her book is called The Courage I Learned, and it's about a challenging life and how she overcame so much tragedy to become who she is today. She's giving 50% of the book sales to the Laurel House. Oh, that's amazing. Which I thought was great. And uh, she said if there's any way, if there's, a, there's a person who deserves a huge shout-out. It's my wife, uh, Susan Hathaway Sarman. Or it might be Suzanne. I, mean, I think it's Susan. Susan Hathaway Sarman. We're going to rock a Tom Jones on this one. Oh, yeah. Huge fan of the show and listens every morning. And I know she when uh, she hears this, she'll be surprised that I did this. I'm not a man of many words, but for her, I will do anything to make her smile. So here you go. Yeah! And Susan gave me uh, sent me a copy of her book, so thank you, Susan. I appreciate Excellent. that. All right, and then one more uh, one. This is interesting. Uh, it says, very long-time listener, second uh, shout-out request over all these years. I'll keep it brief. Finally, after two and a half years and four reschedules of my lifetime dream trip to Ireland, my wife Kathy and I made it to Dublin on the 9th, originally scheduled for March of 2020. Um, we did a bus tour of the Southern Ring of Ireland uh, that ended on the 19th. Uh, within 24 hours of your turn flight, you uh, must COVID test. As luck would have it, I tested positive. Oh, my God. <laughs> my wife tested negative, thank God. Although uh, tough to deal with, it was best to get her home. Uh, it brought me to tears to say goodbye, but thankfully she made it home this past Saturday. I am required to be in isolation for 10 days from my first symptoms, which thankfully were a few days ahead of my test. So here I sit, holed up in a hotel, a terrible way to end what was a fantastic trip, but at least I have MMR streaming to keep me from going totally insane. Stuck in Ireland and streaming us. Uh, and he said, uh, today's my wife's 59th birthday, and we uh, and I would have been well prepared for it had I been home. So I'm reaching out to see if there might be any way to squeeze in a juicy, it says Neil Diamond, not shard out uh, to my beautiful Irish lass, Catherine, a.k.a. Kathy. 
Uh, so, and he says, let Tom Jones rip, please. Well, we already did Tom yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, thanks for making us all feel at home. That's Paul Hoffman from Dover, Delaware. So here's the chart. I believe Paul is currently streaming us on YouTube right now, too. So oh, I yeah? think not only that. is he listening, but he's watching uh, from Ireland. I went back and forth with them over email a couple times. So good luck at home, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got to do the Bizarre File. Here it is. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback, celebrating 25 years, making yards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley. Stop in for their annual Spring and Sequoia sale, which is going on now, Route 309 in Hatfield, or DeckSupplies.com. A 50-year-old man was attacked by a tiger at an animal sanctuary in Florida. Jeez. Preliminary information shows the tiger was in an enclosure at Wooten's Airboats in... <laughs> In Ochopee, in uh, the Everglades area, being fed by its caretaker. Another employee of Wooten's, who was not authorized to be with the big cat, entered the tiger's enclosure. And the tiger then attacked the man and caused injuries to both of his arms. Not good. Deputies said the man had to be taken to a nearby hospital. Uh, and according to authorities, the tiger's caretaker was able to safely contain the tiger and was not injured. Uh, the sheriff's office said, we are having a hard time comprehending this happening again. This is the second tiger attack in the county in the last three months. Maybe they need to change up their methodology. In December, a uh, Malian tiger at the Naples Zoo grabbed the arm of a man who stuck his arm into its enclosure. <laughs> And the tiger in that incident was shot and killed by deputies who were trying to rescue the man, uh, 26-year-old River Rosenquist. So, this other than the zoo one, this sounds like uh, it's got Tiger King written all over yep, it. You know, yep. those, those types of people that we saw in that documentary, Keeping yep. These Animals. It just Indeed. sounds like that on the surface. Got my arm ripped off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two healthy and happy American sisters who died of assisted suicide in Switzerland were helped by a third person who texted friends while posing as them. This is a, a completely bizarre story. Lila Amori, a 54-year-old palliative care doctor, and Susan Frazier, a 49-year-old nurse, traveled to uh, Basel, Switzerland on February 3rd from their home in Phoenix with the U.S. consulate confirming their deaths on February 18th. Now, the city is home to uh, Pegasus, an assisted suicide facility, which helps patients who are, aren't terminally ill uh, to take their own lives for an $11,000 fee. Dr. David Bilgari, a longtime friend of the sisters, said no one had heard from the duo since February 9th, four days after they arrived in Switzerland, and that some of their final texts seemed to have been sent from someone else. Prior to that, Bilgari said that the co-workers had been texting them and felt that the person responding was not actually one of the sisters. He said some of the telecommunications uh, they had were, we are certain, they were not from them. They were most likely fabricated by someone else. A spokesperson for the public prosecutor's office confirmed that the sisters had died by suicide within the legal framework. It is unclear how or where the sisters died. Assisted suicide is legal in Switzerland. So there's no no extenuating circumstances. They, they just went over. And, and, and the fact that someone else was texting... Yeah, that makes it. That's very weird. Mm-hmm. According to Pegasus, anyone who uses the service must have a third party who is known to the individual be available uh, to identify them to authorities after they die. The sisters 
uh, did use Pegasus, Pegasus service. Uh, it is unknown who would have been with them to identify them if they did that. So their brother, Cal, who spoke shortly with his sisters before their trip, did not mention that they were traveling with anyone else. Frazier's employer at Health in Phoenix raised the alarm after she failed to return to work on February 15th. Cal says his siblings appeared healthy and happy and has not given in, had not given any indication as to whether they were suffering any illness that could have driven them to suicide. Pegasus says it accepts applications from patients the world over, but insists it refers anyone who is suffering from depression to counseling services. Uh, Cal, who is from New York... Uh, said it's unclear why sisters chose to end their lives and that U.S. consular services have kept him in the dark. Jeez. Huh. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yep. And they, they obviously they need to really look into this. Yep. All right, where else are we going to go? Let's go to Brazil. Brazilian superstar Poca says that she was hospitalized with severe stomach pain after holding in gas around her boyfriend. She didn't want to fart in front of her boyfriend. Right? And she had to go to the hospital because of it. The singer, whose birth name is Viviane de Quieres Pereira, shared the ordeal with her 15.7 million Instagram followers in the since-deleted post. She said, I woke up at 5.30 a.m. with severe stomach pains and ended up in the hospital. But that's it, guys. I'm now fine. Just an accumulation of trapped farts is what she wrote. Wow. Yeah, listen, you ever try to hold gas in? It no. hurts. Yeah. And if you get a buildup of gas, sometimes it can feel like a freaking heart attack. Boga said that uh, she was inspired to ignore her gastrointestinal distress by a medical don't. advice uh, video on TikTok, which she now regrets. She said, girls, don't be ashamed to fart in front of your guy. Because In fact, there are guys who will pay for that. She said, because what's really embarrassing is not letting your guys sleep because you're in discomfort, going to the hospital with your guy, and the diagnosis being trapped fart. <laughs> she had that. Uh, she would be wary of natural gas buildups in the future. Writing from now on, I'm letting them rip, guys. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, then we'll do another one. Um, a woman... Called the Chagrin Valley Dispatch 911 Tuesday, saying that she wanted to help, she or she needed help getting all of her chicken from KFC. The woman told 911. She calls. Yeah. So the woman told the dispatcher she was at KFC on Euclid Avenue. In, yes, can I help you? And Euclid. Yes. Gene comes in on a helicopter. <laughs> he comes flying into the rest. Chicken 911. <laughs> What's your emergency? She said she paid for eight pieces of chicken and only got four. That's an outrage. So she said uh, to the dispatcher, I only got four pieces of chicken and I want my chicken. The dispatcher told the woman that was a civil matter and that she would have to take it up with management. And then the the dispatcher said, there's not much the police can do about it. The woman, however, insisted that she wanted to talk to a police officer. I'm sending the SCAT team, which is special chickens and tactics. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's the SCAT team. Yeah. An officer was dispatched but told the woman that he was unable to help. Uh, the Euclid police chief says that he would like to remind people to only use 911 when it is an emergency. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. How would you like a four-pack of tickets to go to the Tulip Festival? Yeah! Mm-hmm. We'll take caller number 9 and 10 at 215-263-WMMR. It's at Dalton Farms in Swedesboro. It's fun for the whole family. 
countless Instagrammable opportunities amid acres of springtime tulips, plus a six-acre lake with local food, drinks, and entertainment on the weekends. Uh, for hours, directions to purchase tickets online, visit Dalton Farms. Or I'm sorry, yeah, DaltonFarmsNJ.com. Uh, when we come back. Uh, well, a little bit while from now, we're going to have actor Chris Cooper on. Yes, yeah, so cool. And his wife, uh, Marianne, and also Todd Fedork will be joining us. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. MMR rocks Women's History Month. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dorothy. This is Amy Lee. It's Joan Jett. It's Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. Hi, I'm Nia Strauss. This is Jen and Corey. We're from Hey, it's Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless. This is Lilith Starr. Hey, y'all, it's Rebecca and Megan. Together, we're Larkin Poe. Rock and roll is visceral. Rock and roll is powerful. And so are the voices behind it. Women have always been and will always be the driving force in rock history. And our voices and our instruments are just getting louder. Every day. Getting louder every day. Every single day. So from me, everyone in Hailstorm, from Evanescence, from The Pretty Reckless, from The Black Arts, and WMMR. 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 WMMR, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing the next chapter with us. WMMR, saluting all the women who've rocked our world. Go kill it, ladies. New neighbors. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get, right? All right? When you have new neighbors... Either you're moving somewhere or someone's moving in next door. You don't know what's going to happen. No. Okay. I'm just trying to set the lay the groundwork here for what we're about to talk about. I, I did what I did because I didn't want there to be. Because I can't stand it no more. No, because I wanted a nice encounter with my neighbors when they move in. My new uh, neighbors when they move in. So you have a house next to you that has been. Um, it's under construction. And, under, under construction. Okay. Yeah, they're renovating the whole thing. They All put right. an addition on. They cleared the whole house out. It's a very old house. But uh, done by the the, uh, the uh, company that's going to sell the house. Correct. They okay. bought so the house. So somebody's flipping it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so a uh, construction company came in. They yeah. bought it. They're flipping it. They're Somebody flipping is going to is buy this. Uh, have have the prospective buyers is there have a they, couple that's going to get it yeah i saw okay. i they said that they, that it has sold or or at least uh under agreement and um i saw uh a, cu- a couple walk by i mean walk you know on the property i guess that was them i didn't have a chance to go over and say hi or you know i, I wanted to but um they were gone by the time i got out of the house so uh but they came they came in they did all this construction um and there was a few things like they they were shut down for not having like certain permits and stuff like that and whatever so i think they're up and running now and they're doing fine but they brought in this uh big giant truck to cut down some trees uh they cleared out the it's a very big piece of land not very but it's a big piece of land right. so they cut some trees because they're adding an addition and stuff like that right adjacent well, to yours uh yeah uh, but they left a big giant half dead tree uh which is on their property but of course the majority of the tree you know is over into uh into my property and i've never had to deal with this before like this is not something and we've talked about it before i know marissa had something growing up yeah with her neighbors and that went bad and all that it was all over a stupid tree so this tree sits like on the property line except it's technically not on my property it's on theirs so i contacted the company i contacted the township and i was like hey listen they cut down if they're cutting down trees get rid of this one it is half dead i mean it drops full-size branches onto my property onto uh, the place that ripped a hole in the in you know the roof of the place so it's, it's destroying stuff on your it, side of the it's uh, a hazard yeah. i mean for sure but it's not completely dead i will say that it is not completely that it is a huge tree it's old uh and but but part of it absolutely on and the dead part is on mostly on my side <laughs> lucky right yeah um so i contacted them and they 
the township helped out as much as they could. Uh, the owners of the house basically completely ignored me. I, I contacted them several times and several different people. There's more than one owner, and uh, nobody got back to me. So uh, the township said, well, just cut the, the branches that are th- – this is the only thing you can do. Because I said, what's my next step here? What do I do? They said, cut the branches over your property. Okay, so okay. You're, you're allowed to do that? Yeah, that's what they told me to do. Okay. So we you did. Are- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just to jump in quickly, and I, it gets better. Um, the uh, We've talked about cases in which a tree has fallen over into someone's property. And, and actually, at least in PA, last time we talked about it, it's my understanding that it is the... The person whose house was hit with the branch or whatever, it's their, it's respons- their financial Well, response. I will tell you, during big storms, like we, we had a couple, you know, where heavy winds and, yeah. you know, lightning storms that come through, that that tree specifically, it scares me. Um, if it were to fall, it would go right into Jason's bedroom. Mm. So it, it definitely scares okay. me. And like I said, there's been huge parts of it that have fallen um, and into our property. So, um, yeah, so we had a company come out and we had to have um, a tree taken down. And then I said, you know, can you cut those trees. I said, but aggressively cut them because um, I don't want my first encounter with new neighbors to be, hey, we're going to hack up the side of your tree. You know, if they're buying this house with this tree there. You want to start on good footing. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe I shouldn't use the word aggressive. (laughs) I'm not quite sure. Uh, But they certainly got rid of every branch that hangs over onto... But they whittle it down to a Mm -hmm. stump? I mean, there's no more branches oh, over no, my property. Wow. <laughs> wow. So they, they cut it way back. I mean, so much so where I almost went outside and was like, okay, I, I think this is good. We're we're good now. Does like, it look like half a tree now? Like, clearly, they just cut the stuff on your side? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, like, it's yeah. The, the branches so are was gone. The, was the half that was cut dead? Um, For the most part, yeah, yeah. So I think so. They have the living part on this. What they did, <laughs> but no. But I do think what they did was those large branches that were. Listen, there were probably some that were cut that were yeah. that were fine, but uh, there were large branches that were dead, and I think that that's why it looks like such a you know a big gap because here's, they took all of those off. Here's a text from a landscaper. He says there is an imaginary line straight up yeah. in the air, that's, and that is your property. That's what they did. Oh, okay. I mean, they went right. straight up. You okay. should be good then. Though. Yeah, you're, you're not. You're not. You're not beholding to. But still, that doesn't mean that a neighbor might not come and go. You know, we wanted to keep that tree the way it <laughs> yeah, was. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you, know. you, you can. Well, have want in one hand and crap in the other. <laughs> right, right. I think you can have some uh, responsibility um, if there are storms involved, though, Kathy. And I base this on a recent episode of uh, Judge Steve Harvey. Yes, where uh, he's very good. Judge Steve Harvey ruled in, fla- in favor of the person uh, who had the storm happen on her property. But, in fact, she had made that, that storm up, the dates up. So there was a whole bun- a bunch yeah. of confluence as to whether or not the facts were, were real or not. But I think, Kathy, if, if a storm happens, uh, you can be responsible for some of the stuff that lands on your uh, property. Yes, you are. We, yeah. we, we, that was what we established, I believe, last time. A couple of years ago, we talked about something similar. It was that. You're responsible for whatever happens in your yard. So right. it. You you were right to make sure this and, wasn't a risk factor. And you know what? Let me say. So the previous owners, we had an agreement with them. They were like, you do what you want with that tree. So we okay. constantly were cutting every time it was. So I thought now since there was, you know, some action going over there, they were taking trees down. Hey, take this one down. Yeah. By the way, here's a text. It says board certified master arborist here. 
send a certified letter from an arborist that the tree is hazardous. The neighbor will then be on the hook for any damage that happens to your property. So that's kind of like a safety net. Right, right, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, I have a question. So let's say there's a tree issue that you yeah. have with a neighbor or something like that. And this is... This is uh, this is going uh, to a darker place, but is there a way to uh, secretly kill a tree? I think there is. You know, like if you could, can you go out and like inject the roots with something? Well, or? So, so somebody told me to do this, and I I, I didn't do this, but that um, you can grind up the roots on your. Um, like on, I guess on your on side, your on property. your property, okay. and it will probably kill a portion of the tree. But but okay. to do that would require uh, excavation and, More, and ripping yeah. up stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I don't know if there's something you could put on it. We we, we uh, ch- chopped down four big trees. When we moved to our property because they were they were part of them were dead. It was a risk. They were going to come down. Yeah. And you know that that uh, relationships and, and and neighborhoods have had oh they fall a tree issue oh my god has oh, been yeah. oh uh, my god the start of some nasty stuff Marissa Kathy mentioned at the top my parents had a little you know thing going on with their neighbors um we never did it but my dad did tell us that if you put a copper nail yes. in a tree. They were getting a ton of texts saying the same thing. What is this yeah. now? Copper nails. Copper Put it nails. in the tree? Yeah, so you can or just in the roots. Of, like hammer it into the tree, into yeah. the roots, and wow. it will kill them. But wow. here's the thing. I mean, this thing is... How? But this thing is huge. I wouldn't want to wait for the whole thing to be dead and potentially fall. I know, it but will... I'm, just, I'm thinking a long game here. Yeah, right, okay. You know? <laughs> right. Or, yeah. <laughs> Sleep with the new woman's husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Now, how's that going to help? Did your parents do that, or they had heard you could do that? No. My they dad just it. told us that this is a way you can... <laughs> how does that happen? I'd do that. Can, can someone explain the, how that yeah. accelerates the I'm death gonna, of a tree? I'm going to look it up, but there's like 20 texts that are saying the exact same uh, thing. Yeah, I think it just reacts with the tree. The how, ha, how big of a nail are we yeah, talking right? about? Eight feet? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, like, yeah, that's a question. Just regular... Like n- yeah. nine inch copper nails? No, I think you just put like little ones in there and I think it just reacts with the tree roots. All right. All right well, All maybe right. we can get an answer to huh. that. Maybe that master arborist can call in. I had a holly tree in my backyard that was uh, on. Did you what? Yeah. Oh, God. What, you like holly trees? I, I freaking yes. hate them. I do, too. Well, well, especially because in the backyard, like, I will walk around with, like, bare feet. Uh, and I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. Ow! Yeah, Wait, yeah. You, you know why I like holly trees? Because holly I like trees. to cut them yeah, yeah. and put it in my planters and my roof uh, that I make yeah. on my door. I hate well, them. I, I, I grew up with holly trees. Those things suck, man. They're sharp. Those are uh-huh. very those, uh, sharp. Yeah. 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 Those so, needles are sharp. Shrapnel trees. I had one. It was in my backyard. It was on my property, but it was, like, right on the fence line. As a matter of fact, there was a wooden fence that it, the it kind of went into. My neighbor behind me uh, asked me to cut it down, and, which I thought was like, wow, that's pretty uh, ballsy, ballsy to right, say, yeah. you know, cut this whole thing down. I'm going to sleep with your wife. Um, he was he was nice about it, and I made it sound like, uh, oh, man, we, we love this tree. It gives us shade, and, you know, there's not much shade. So I was just trying to get him to it pay, yeah. pay for li- at least half of it. Right. And he agreed to pay for half of it, but we ended up just cutting it down anyway and, and, and taking the whole, uh, you know. Was I, it was on your property? It was, what's that? It was on your property? It was on my property. So wait, why would they pay for it? Um, Because they asked me to cut it down, even though I had planned on cutting it down myself. Was really? it extending over into their property? No, no, no. But if it had, if it fell over, their house line comes all the way up to the fence Well, unless much. it was it's in, not, in eminent, yeah. I wouldn't, that's not I would never think, can you change your shutters? Yeah, but if, if it's not in their property, no. it's kind of rude. Listen, we need you to paint your house a different color. Yeah. We yeah. don't like it. Yeah. Um, well. Well, I, listen, we had, I had a friend whose neighbors wanted them to get rid of their play set for their kids, and it's like, 
Screw you. Yeah. This is are you kidding me? Right. This uh-huh. is for my children to play on. Yeah, what? property value, blah, 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 that oh. whole thing. Well the neighbor yeah. said shut up. We want to yeah. put a hot tub there. Yeah. In my backyard. <laughs> but if you are going to request that somebody cut something down right. um that isn't sick, that's that's not half sick. dead <laughs> sick. It's not half dead or anything like that. Then yeah, I think. Wait, you, why did they want it gone? Um, I think because it, if it, like, let's say, lightning struck it or something like that, it, it could, could fall. fall onto their house. It could, um, and, but it was a perfectly healthy tree. Right. Like I said, I made it sound. Like, I wanted to cut it down anyway. Yeah, I made right. it sound like that wasn't in the plans. Trying to get some money, and and the guy did offer to pay for half of it, but I ended up just paying for all of it anyway. Uh-huh. So, mm. and and the people that cut it down didn't like grind the stump all the way down either. Got to do that. I know. You know? I, well, I had to sick. do that myself. Let me go to some uh, calls uh, about the copper nail in the tree. I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Hey, runner-up Iron Chi-Chi chef here. Oh! Iron Chi-Chi. Runner-up Iron Chi-Chi chef. Nice to have you on, Chris. What's up, buddy? So, copper nails. Now, I, I, I didn't use copper nails, but I used to use a couple beautiful pin oaks for backstops for shooting my handgun. And let me tell you what, they're dead. <laughs> so copper bullets will do the same thing. So you say just go out and uh, open up a clip into a, yeah, yeah. Into a neighbor's tree. Just unload yeah, it. Why get out there with her handgun and put a couple <laughs> holes in it? Our question, okay. Chris, is why copper kills the tree. Yeah, yeah, I, guess, I, know why. I, just, I, I assume that whatever put you in jail wasn't a felony. Because I was going to say that. I was going to say, are you allowed to own a yeah. gun? You want to answer that, Chris? Uh, it's, my, it's, it's my wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's not yeah. allowed. All right. Thank yeah, you, Chris. As long as it's your wife, she can go out with your Have gun. a good one, guys. See ya. So here, Nick pulled up this uh, information. It just says the simple answer is that excessive copper from copper nails may lead to copper toxicity that kills the tree. So All right. Okay. I, I don't know I've why never heard of that. it reacts. Uh, Marissa wants me to go to line 10, and it is our oh. master arborist who hey. texted me. It's John. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing today? Good, John. So you're an expert. What about this copper nail thing? So it, it would take a lot of copper to kill a tree, more than just one nail. Okay. I mean, it, we, we use lightning protection in trees, and we actually use copper wire uh, to conduct the, the lightning into the ground. So copper, a little bit, isn't going to kill the tree. It has to be a tremendous amount. Uh, there are much easier ways to kill trees than just copper, but uh, I probably shouldn't be sharing all of those on the air. <laughs> I, I think so. Being a master arborist and all, probably yeah. not a good idea to yeah. give away, you know, ideas how to kill tons of trees. John, a quick question. So do you, you, you provide a service or you know how to provide a service? to sort of put a lightning rod or a lightning conductor into trees that might be a at a risk? Exactly, yeah. And, and, and more specimen trees that you want to preserve on a property. Uh, these, you know, you, you don't put lightning protection in every tree, but, you know, certainly there's some... Right, okay, I never uh, heard of that. ...trees out there that deserve it, yeah. That makes sense. If you have a tree that, that you're worried about... That you can set up like a lightning rod system that would stop it from oh okay okay blowing up. I th- so a friend of mine, um, my friend who lives on a farm in Upper Black Eddy, she's got a tree there, and I don't know exactly what it is, but there is like a, a coin that's that's screwed into the tree, basically saying that like she can't ever cut it down. Huh? Yeah, townships will tag trees. We'll tag trees as well on, on very large properties where huh. uh, we want to. Uh, 
make sure that we're protecting the right tree. So we'll, we'll identify them by number. So we, when we go out with the crew, we know exactly which tree we're talking about. And that way we can keep better records of, you know, uh, these special trees. Okay. Yeah, if they're okay. the, like the, the, the walking, talking kind, like in Lord of the Rings, you don't want to take those down. <laughs> no. yeah, 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 they're exactly. too special. Yeah, they're they're very like rare. free-range trees. All right, John, thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. Just back to Kathy's thing, on the on the trees that are uh, leaning over your property, if they are dead and hazardous, have a have the an arborist come out, write a letter, send it there. That way, if it does fall and hit your property, the neighbor's homeowner's insurance is on the hook to fix anything that happens. Oh, to your all property. right, that's okay. good advice. If, if you don't. If you don't write that letter and a tree falls onto your property, it's technically your responsibility to clean Wow. It. Can Kathy but fudge if, the if date? They, if, they want to be, if they want to be a good neighbor, they could do it, but yeah. that, that's not always the case. Right, right. Okay. All right. How does Kathy find an arborist? I call John. Uh, you, you, there's a, you can go to... Um, Jdate.com. Yeah, that's for, for Jewish dating. Oh, I'm sorry. Arborist on Google. <laughs> Uh, and okay. in the right direction. Like my, right, one of my thanks, good friend's John. dads is an arborist. We actually had an ar- They're actually pretty easy to find. We had one. We had a, a tree that was shedding a lot of fruit onto our garage roof, and we had an arborist come out and tell us how to do that. Okay. Just give your with my neighbor's wife. Give your address out on air. And yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll come over. Hey, let me go to John here. Hey, John, you are on the air. Good morning. Bookmark. Get set. We're riding on the air. Wow. Wow. That's from a while ago. That's well done, yeah. sir. What's up, John? Oh, not much. Uh, so I had a, my uh, neighbor and I, we both had the same kind of tree, uh, silver maples. And his was older and bigger than mine. And uh, on mine, I had arbors come out because branches were just big branches were dying on it. And it had this silver maple disease. And apparently it, it just sort of rots the tree out from the inside. Okay. So... It still looks pretty healthy, and then you start notice a branch or two die, and they take, like, a core of it, and the center of it is dead. So he's like, hey, it doesn't look bad, but you need to take it down, or it could fall. And it, it hung partly over my driveway, you know? So my neighbor had the same tree, same problem was happening to his tree. So, you know, I had paid the arborists and everything, and I went over to him, and I'm like, hey, you know, you probably got the same problem um, and yours is bigger and hangs over your driveway even more. You know, maybe we get together, the two of us, they'll give us a good price to take down both trees, you know, and man, he just never got back to me, never got back to me. We had ours taken down, you know, and only cost about like three, four hundred dollars. Right. Okay. And um, a couple of weeks after we had ours taken down, maybe a month or two, I can't remember. It's been a few years. Big old storm came through, 70 mile an hour winds. And one of the large, very large, probably about 50-foot-long dead branches on his tree was blown off. It took out a power line, a cable line, and it laid directly across my work truck. (laughs) So across the hood, across the roof, was all dented up and everything. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, my company's insurance is going to pay for it, but I... How much? How many times do you have to be? Yeah, he you know told me. I mean? I, and the thing is, I like my neighbors. I lived next to them for a long time and yeah. never had a problem, you know. Yeah. But they just didn't listen. You know, a few hundred bucks, man, you're going to save yourself the trouble. It's true. It's true. It was, yeah, yeah. Did that you cause know? any strife between the two households? No, it really didn't. Because okay. um, you're now more than <laughs> You know, they didn't feel responsible right. in any way, shape, or form. So wow. Hey, but what am I going to do? Get, yeah, get yeah. picked off? You know what I mean? It's, 
no big deal. They did have their tree taken right. down. Though, Good attitude, John. Later, because hey, they saw that happen, and they're thinking, yep. yeah, I don't want the same thing to happen to me. Gotcha. All right, thanks, John. We appreciate it. All right, well, listen. We got to wrap because we got an interview coming up here. By wrap, I don't mean, you know, busting yeah. rhymes or anything like right, that. Yeah, yeah. We got to wrap so things we could. up. We, we could know. if we We're wanted good. to. You don't want that. Freestyle. Uh, but, Kathy, I'm interested what ends up happening right with now. you jumping ahead and, and uh, ripping apart that tree that's not yours. Pick up some copper nails on the way home. Yeah. Neighbors might uh, <laughs> respond to that. We'll take a break. Actor Chris Cooper joining us when we return. Stay put. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com. We're waiting for uh, Chris Cooper and his uh, wife, uh, Mary and Leon, to give us a call. They're not through yet, so we, we can chat a little bit more about mm-hmm. MMR's Madness. Yes. Uh, and I, I like our chances of Fleetwood Mac against the Grateful Dead. I think when you hear... Uh, Fleetwood Mac songs presented that way, you might just get all nostalgic and misty, mm. and you might just go for it. And and you know, uh, I think I think you're right. It has a chance to maybe carry it over the uh, finish line. I, uh, that's from a personal standpoint, but I mean, MMR is just filled with deadheads. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So many people love the dead that listen to MMR and are, and are diehards, and, and it's a passionate, passionate fan base. It is, and I'm looking at the the, the songs that are going to be representing the bands, and um, man, the, the two Fleetwood Mac songs are they're big songs. I don't want to indicate what they are, right, but you right, know, uh, right, and right. I'm I'm more of a deadhead than than a Fleetwood Mac head. Right, right. I have uh, Fleetwood Mac going to the Elite Eight in my my pool. I really? Gotten, yeah, mm. I haven't gotten any wrong in the '80s region yet. <laughs> you I never know that people might latch onto it and go, "Yeah, out of defiance." Right. Time, time to give uh, Fleetwood Mac their due. I'm going to be yeah, a contrarian right, here. Yeah, all right, we'll see. I, I Damn was it! Working out to Songbird yesterday. All right, <laughs> of course you were. All right, uh, our guests are ready to go, and we're excited to uh, to talk to both of them. And it's apropos that this particular project has a husband and wife team yes. uh, doing this because it's a really cool project that is called Within. It's an anthology of short films that were created in the homes of Hollywood stars. I yeah. Mean, because all the people that are involved, I mean, like Don Cheadle, Julianne Moore, Rosie Perez... Uh, Carla Gugino, there's a bunch of people involved in this who have done their own part yeah. at home during the pandemic. Um, so we are happy to welcome these two to our program this morning. Uh, you know them from tons of films combined. They've been in uh, Seabiscuit, October Sky, The Patriot, Goodfellas, Sopranos, American Beauty, Adaptation. We could go on yes. and on. Mm-hmm. Please welcome both Chris Cooper and Marianne Leone to the show Yay! this morning. Good morning, guys. Hi, guys. Hey, good, good morning, everybody. Uh, what are you guys laughing at? We do, do too much of a setup I, for you? That's a great opening. There you go. We do it, we do it big. We have to. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So did, did I did I encapsulate this correctly? Essentially, you guys were given a, a project to, to create a, a portion of a film. Are these vignettes? Is this all one big story? How does this quite work out? Yeah. It, uh, this this happened. I think it stemmed from something happening a handful of years ago. Uh, I did a piece called I, I Love You, New York. And Celine Rattray uh, was a producer of it. And that was a film of vignettes uh, by different actors. And then, you know, these, these years later, she contacted us and asked if we'd be interested in, in being involved with this uh, setup. Now, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. And- Go ahead. She asked me to write a 10-minute 
uh, scene because I've also written and sold screenplay besides acting on The Sopranos. So they sent us two giant suitcases <laughs> of equipment, which we opened in uh, in our guest room, put on the bed, and just marveled at because oh my god <laughs> so much equipment more every everything you could imagine that you need to make a film a really professional sound setup lighting two cameras two iphone cameras that did were Remarkable, remarkable. Oh, it's unbelievable yeah. what you can do with those things. Like you have the the, the rigs, the gimbals, and everything. Um, but the yeah. the basic idea, everything. if I, unless I'm misreading this, uh, guys, is that it's sort of a way um, to chronicle life during the pandemic and lockdown and uh, through through different takes. And and I I think that's I think it's a, a very valid thing to sort of chronicle what that was about. Well, and, this was a take on it, so this was fictitious. This was about a couple that had separated who shared a custody dog. Ah. And the guy, the guy <laughs> brings back the dog after taking the dog away because he kind of wants to get back together. Mm-hmm. And we see whether the next two days are going to do it with the custody dog <laughs> because she has misophonia. Do you know what that is? That's oh, yeah. Been- uh, the the audio sensation you can't stand hearing people eat and stuff like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so this two days, it's like going to determine are they going to get back together or not. And, I love uh, that. So that's what we set up, and I love you calling this Hollywood star since we live in a raised ranch on the South Shore of Boston. <laughs> but, <okay. laughs> well, that's how we we know you guys, but but so so in general though, if there was some overarching theme, it would be. Uh, again, at home during this t- yeah. this time period, yeah. which, you know, it's kind of weird. And we were, I was talking about this uh, with a friend and I don't like seeing shows now where they're, you know, where they're uh, people are wearing masks and, and the thing that sort of reminds us of what we've just been through. But I think the way this is presented, I had, Go ahead. I had, I had the same concern. You know, I thought, oh, these vignettes during covid, man, it's going to be such a downer. They come up with. People came up with such interesting, interesting stories, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because looking at the trailer, it looks like it's actually it's actually very um, elements that are inspiring, and, and it, it breaks down to friendships and what it, it what if there's anything that the pandemic taught us and all of that. I think this movie is capturing, which is to appreciate those relationships, to appreciate those nuances. Right. Correct. That's right. Very, Absolutely. very correct. Some of them a lot are very of folks, touching. A lot of folks zeroed in on that very thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it was, but it was daunting. Believe me, it was daunting to have all this equipment. We had a DP on call. <laughs> we had a sound guy on call. But it was just the two of us. And I had stupidly written in the wild turkeys that I feed every day. That's why I'm the bane of the neighborhood. And uh, you know what? Turns out when you aim a camera at something with a brain the size of a pencil eraser, it runs away. So we spent two days in absolute terror that we wouldn't get the turkey. So let me ask you, were you using, because I know I'm amazed by what you can do with, with an iPhone and that the camera is, is, is pretty astonishing. Yeah. Did they give you one of those like DG, DJI um, like gimbals, handheld gimbals, so you can get a steady shot and all that stuff. Did you have soup to nuts on that? Everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> uh, boom mics, uh, really professional sound system, you know, tripods, lighting equipment, dimmers. 
Everything. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, and so the instructions were there. So basically, it's a movie studio in a box. Yes, but you, the, you, the you, point, you nailed it. You nailed it. The point <laughs> is, like, so you're like we said, it, it, was, it was initially very daunting, <laughs> but it was explained so well. Okay. And like Marianne said, they made these this DP and this sound guy available <laughs> to us eight hours each day. Mm. And uh, I, we we called them a handful of times, but um, it amazingly went pretty smoothly. A greater appreciation <laughs> now for the best boy and gaffer and key grip? Oh, oh man, no kidding. Like, <laughs> absolutely. <beforehand. laughs> we totally do. Well, you know, the, the, some some of these things uh, I, I love when a, a chance is... To, first off, I, I, I love short films, but I love when... when uh, because it allows chances like this to be taken. Has this incited in you guys um, uh, a, a, a sort of a hunger to continue on with this and perhaps do more chronicling and more short storytelling out of your own home with this movie studio in a box? <laughs> we Not shall really. see. We shall see, man. <laughs> we loved acting together. We hadn't acted together since before we were married. Wow. So this was fun to do scenes together. You know, we just never got the chance again after that to work together. So this was really fun. Wasn't it Steven Soderbergh, I think, shot an entire movie on an iPhone? Um like like a an actual many people have. Theatrical release, yeah. It's 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 pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. So our only fear was, like I said, the turkeys and we did have a moment of absolute I was supposedly the sound guy and after the first night, after working fourteen hours, I looked at the sound and I said, Oh my god, Chris, has this been turned off all night? <laughs> Wow. And then we realized, oh, yeah, after a 14-hour day, maybe I turned it off 10 minutes before and forgot I turned it off. <laughs> oh, no. no, that is – we know that very well. We have When you have somebody who comes into town and you're a celebrity or something or you go out and do remote and you look at the piece of equipment that you brought with you and you look down and you realize uh, it was never on. Right. Yes. Oh, it's, it's the worst. We've had that happen before. <laughs> Listen, I know that uh, we only have a short amount of time uh, with you guys, and it's a crime because, Chris, there's so much stuff in your – uh, in your past that we'd, that we'd love to talk to you about your films. How do we set up another time where we can spend a little more time talking <laughs> both to you? Of you. You're, both of you. But, but yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you what. I just finished up a pretty exciting uh, film working with Miss, uh, I think people are familiar with her, Miss Kira Knightley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, this woman, uh, this actress who has kind of headlined this uh, series, limited series that's going on now called Gilded Age, uh, Carrie Coon, and it concerns the two woman journalists in the early 1960s who uh, fought to, to uh, do hard news, and they kind of uncovered the Robert DeSalvo Boston Strangler uh, mystery. Which is wow. a fascinating... So I finished uh, that a couple of weeks ago, and so when that comes around, maybe we'll talk again. All that right. Would be, that, that would, would be, be awesome. We, we have too much to talk about. Both yes. of you, Chris and I, which, this is probably, Marion, you have such incredible uh, stuff in your legacy, but we both happen to be fans of the Farrelly Brothers, the Three Stooges movie. We love the Three Stooges movie. <laughs> and and we, we are proud to admit it. <laughs> and so, 
know. Let me tell you something. It's really hard not to lose it when Larry David walks in in a full moon. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it's the best. That is and the best. And then uses kind of a Jewish accent to say, <laughs> to say work and pirate it. Oh, <laughs> my God. loser right now. Yeah. And then you're having lunch with Larry and you're both dressed as nuns. It's oh. <laughs> really crazy. You can't beat it. it. Yeah. All right, well, listen, it is called With... In it is now out on DVD and on demand, and I, I'm interested to see this. I mainly want to see your guys' segment and see how you did with all that. Equipment. I want to see the turkeys. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I definitely want to see the shots of the turkeys. Uh, thank you guys thank for you coming guys. on this thank morning. You. We appreciate it. Chris Cooper and Marianne Leone. Yeah. Oh my God, they sound like so much fun. Yeah, they do. We, um, I, I hope we can get them through that Boston Strangler movie. I was definitely interested for just from the get go. He is a guy. You, I, we could sit down. We could spend an hour easily uh, just talking about. Not only his movies, but but he seems like a, a real easy to talk to regular guy. Well, you know? and, and he when he plays that kind of guy, and he's played all kinds of guys from you know deranged to um, you know again. Oh, yeah. I, I go to Sea Biscuit. His his character in Sea. It's a story of wounded people coming together. It's just yeah. it is is a beautiful movie, and his performance is just fantastic. There's a scene in the movie October Sky where uh, the boys get into trouble, yeah, and, and one of the one of the guy's stepfathers is beating him, yeah, and he comes over and grabs him and and and, and takes the kid away and gets in the car and tells him what a great man his dad was. I mean, like I'm getting choked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was lucky to know him. It's just Oof. he's such a. a, a, a a powerful performer. Yes, uh, he did win the Oscar for adaptation. Did he, he did. not? Okay. Yeah, that was Oof. the one where I think I saw his acceptance speech, and I was like, um, I think I, and I don't think I had. I want to be an actor. Well, no, well, maybe. Yeah. Listen, people like him, they make it look so easy. I know right? that's that's the the gift, and mm-hmm. you think it's easily uh, replicated. It's not. They, it's you, not. They're born with it. Uh, so that was cool to be able to talk to those maniacal laugh. <laughs> maniacal laugh. Even Andy's, he's in the freaking Muppets. So, yeah, I love that. All right, we got some time. We're going to have uh, Todd Fedorik on in a little while. Uh, but this was uh, an interesting and sad note. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Stephen Wilhite mm-hmm. passed away. And he is the creator of the, uh, well, the looping animated image format. And you may know it as the graphics interchange format, or GIF, I call it oh. GIF, or GIF, as he liked to call it. Graphics, inter- he's the guy that invented it, and he passed away. Yes. Uh, he died earlier this month. How old is he? Uh, he was 74 years old, and he died due to COVID, uh, his uh, wife Kathleen confirmed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was the. He started as a former chief architect of America Online. So obviously, the found you know the, the the building block stages of all this stuff. He was there for it. I think it's and I'm surprised and I keep going back and forth. I always forget which is the proper way to pronounce it. But I guess it's GIF because of JPEG. Well, but but it stands for Graphics Interchange Format, right? But he all all I know is he said that he pronounces it with a soft G. He or used said, to. He described it. Uh, he declared uh, that pronounced with a soft G, like peanut butter brand GIF. Some still use the hard G when describing it, but that's how he well, liked to say it. But I'd say GIF because of graphics, because and plus GIF. It, I don't know. 
I know. I agree with you. I'll tell you this. uh, We talk about people who communicate in emojis. I find just as many people who are communicating these days in uh, in gifts. I I, say gift. God damn it. I I like using them. Me Uh, too. But but I think it was Marissa or or somebody had noted that it kind of ages you a little bit. It wasn't you, Marissa. Uh, Maybe I read that somewhere that 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 you're kind of a. Uh, An old fogey, old fogey, sitting there at gifts. the computer right. writing code. <laughs> huh. But I, I love them. They're easy, and now they make it so easy on the iPhone. There's a real uh, the collection uh, is simple, good. Simple yeah, way to grab it, Marissa. Yeah, I want to stand behind you. I talk in gifts all the time. Okay, and yeah. I think that every age does. Oh, and it's and it's so easy too because you just you know you, you just type in whatever word or emotion you're trying to portray, mm-hmm. and there's two hundred ready and to go. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So he began uh, his career, Stephen Wilhite. I think. Uh, at CompuServe. You yeah, remember that? CompuServe. First major commercial online service pr- provider. Uh, in 1987, Jesus while at CompuServe, he created the graphics interchange format in order to compress images to make them accessible for early modem speeds. Well, that was all... in 87. Yeah. Wow. Years later, it became social media's primary method of conveying emotion and mimetic communication. Uh, the GIF format has been used as a convenient way to show uh, graphs, drawings, and simple animation. That was the big issue early on, like a 28K you know, modem in those early days when you're dealing just with the that structure. How do you get a picture? You remember how, sure. in, you know, wait. to those who would occasionally view porn on the computer, mm-hmm. uh, you remember when you were waiting for a picture to come in fully, yes. it would take couple minutes. It was I remember, annoying. I remember uh, uh, Monkey Boy. Yeah. Who worked at Y100. He, he had a rule. He's like, you have to wait till it's loaded. Can't look at it. Can't, can't look at it until it's finished. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cannot look at it. Because you could scroll down yeah, yeah, yeah. and see that uh, only half of the, the, the picture is coming. He's like, no, can't do it till it's loaded. There was no. a point maybe in like uh, 99, 2000 where uh, my dad finally installed a second phone line in our house because you couldn't make phone calls no. right, when you were online, right? Yeah, so like yeah. if anybody tried dialing in the house get, or... <laughs> yeah. Or, or Steve, if you, you know, if I, if I was online checking my AOL, yeah. uh, my dad picked up the phone, he, would, was, he would hear that as well. He was know? downloading a beaver shot. <laughs> yep. We didn't have the internet at home for the longest time. When so. did you get it? Do you remember the year? No. Okay. No, no, because, uh, I mean, when I started working with you guys in 98, we didn't have it. Um, 99. No, we got it right away. And Steve, we have one of those old, uh, Apple computers. Oh, right. Uh, like the, uh, like an iMac? Yeah. The, and one I, of the first iMacs? Oh, yeah. And I remember yeah. telling my mom, I was like, we need to get one of the other ones. Like this one is not, I, this, I don't want this. No, did you, did you get like the, 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 the color that like they had these bright colors? Cause was, before they had no. the ability to go online. Yeah. They were like baby blue. Uh-uh, right. Uh-uh. Yeah. This no. was like regular color. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, AOL was my first experience in uh, 1996, I think, is when I first got online. At AOL. You remember the browsers, Netscape, and sure. all of those? And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Did I, did Ask I, Jeeves. Did I ever tell you guys, I did, uh, so when I was, was I a junior? I think I was a junior in high school, and I did a report on... Uh, the internet superhighway, which mm-hmm. at the time, to- like I knew what the internet was, but I did the entire report not understanding that I was writing about the internet. How'd you get? Oh, really? How, what grade you get? I did well because my mom always helped me with my homework. But um, yeah, like, and and I remember like as I was presenting it, I'm like, oh my god, you're such an idiot. It's I don't the- know. It's the internet. <laughs> 
Uh, by the way, in 2012, uh, GIF was uh, pronounced Word of the Year by the Oxford American Dictionary, thanks to its resurgence in popularity among bloggers, especially those on Tumblr and other sites. Mm, so do all the words show up for a big ceremony? Uh, all the words came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the, you <laughs> know. Um, yeah. Tuxedo's wearing a tuxedo. Prodigious was there. Yeah, yeah. Like all the biggies. <laughs> Uh, so in 2013, uh, Will Height went on to receive Lifetime Achievement Award at the 17th Annual Webby Awards for his invention and contribution into Internet culture. Uh, Kathleen said that it was a wonderful moment in his life going to New York and winning that award, uh, though she said they probably should have honored him a lot sooner. He retired in the early 2000s and spent time camping and traveling. He survived by his wife, four stepchildren, a son, 11 grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. Didn't Mark Cuban make his initial money on a real ti- real, um, the real audio player? Wasn't that his? Ooh, I, don't well, I don't know. Talking about c- compressing... Compressing audio files to to send them and yeah, uh, and that was I, what it was called, right? It was called real, real audio. audio. I yeah, think that's where I can't remember a real audio player would pop. Yeah, up. and you had to have a separate yeah. uh, uh, player for that. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Do you think we should honor this guy by calling it a gift now, or you no? Mean he's dead. <laughs> Jeff. Oh, he Jeff. That, that's Jeff. what I meant to say. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you think um, we should honor him by saying Jeff? No, yeah. I'm just I'm too set in calling it gift. I know. And, and yeah. It, there's a picture of it. What? Of the real audio player. Do you remember that, Preston, on your computer? I do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I think I think Cuban was behind it. I'm probably wrong, but at least I got that right. Well, he was uh, Cuban also worked for um, CompuServe, which is where this guy, the uh, gift guy. They probably worked. saw each other in the rec room. And then uh, he sold CompuServe, um, which was then a subsidiary of H&R Block. For only $6 million. Uh, it's going in, nowhere. Yeah, back in the 90s. <laughs> he sold what for $6 million? CompuServe. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, uh, anyhow, fare, fare thee well, sir. This guy's you dumb. know, we, we have guess... a few, by the way, quickly. We, there are a few uh, President Steve moments that are I uh, pop up as, uh, as GIFs. GIFs now. Yeah, GIFs. yeah. Right. We, um, uh, Nick Murphy had been working on those for a while. Have we added more to our GIF library? Library? Marissa? Yeah, they're available on uh, Twitter or Giphy. Yeah, here's, and oh. uh, yeah, our interns create all these. They actually pull them from the Daily Rushes. So if you ever have uh, suggestions, send it over. Yeah, One of my please. favorites is uh, is when we did the uh, uh, press we were doing. I think it was Double Dutch. Yes. We had, and we were so happy we started doing essentially Balky's Dance of Joy. Oh man, that was so much fun. Bill hated that segment so did bad. Really? Really? Oh yeah, he thought it was stupid that we were trying to double Dutch in the studio. And I don't we were, get it. We were having a blast. Doing yes, that. that's why and he that's, hated it. That's one of the gifts, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's also a guy. Um, we were doing the mouth spreader thing at uh, I believe it was at Keenan's. Yes. And, and the guy has his mouth. He's got glasses on. He's really funny, and he's got like yeah, he's got his head going. He's nodding up and down. If you can find the mouth spreader one, because that one makes me laugh every single time. This dancing is so great. The dancing is good too. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, so you can use the Preston and Steve gifts uh, if you like. I love it. Check them out. I think I'm noticing things. Whoa! I think I've uh, segued into the notice. You just slipped into the back door. I did. But he's here and ready to notice. Um, he notices things so you don't have to. This is a really... Cross an empty field. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go. Next. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is really cool. We, we from time to time, will mention uh, Yellowstone National Park. It's, it's an incredible place. It's, it's one of the most unique places in the world. And now the subterranean, quote, plumbing system uh, yeah, yes. uh, ha- of the geysers and hydrological features has been mapped out in stunning detail. Oh. 
and the findings could fill a major knowledge gap that experts have described as a mystery sandwich. Well, uh, those are delicious, by the way. Yes. Uh, but uh, th- that whole concept that that is basically just an enormous volcano, you know, with all of that going on underneath, this is uh, this is going to be interesting to look at. Well, and the way that they did it is pretty incredible. Camera on a mouse? No. So <laughs> uh, it's the world's largest hydrothermal system. Contains around 10,000 hydrothermal features. Wow. Geysers, hot springs, mud pots, steam vents, all this stuff. So you can imagine underneath, it's got to be just this, this absolute... Um, labyrinth yeah. of, of tunnels and, and systems. How would they ever figure out how to do that? So the above ground features are fed by a network of underground water pathways that get superheated by underground magma, yeah. <laughs> causing the water to rise to the surface. Researchers know very little about that network of the plumbing system. So the co-author of this, a guy named Steve Hallbrook, head of the Department of Geosciences at Virginia Tech University, said our knowledge of Yellowstone has long had a surface gap. Uh, subsurface gap. He said, it's like a mystery sandwich. You know a lot about the surface features from direct observation and a fair amount b- about the magmatic and tectonic systems several kilometers down the uh, from geophysical work, but we don't really know what's in the middle. So the subsurface water pathways show up clearly in resulting maps because water is... Oh, here's... Oh, man, did I lose... It's a ton of stuff, man! Wait, I, I lost half of this freaking story about how they did this. Oh, man, they used this giant electromagnetic pulse essentially is what oh, they did wow. okay so yes i've seen this process uh it's pretty amazing how, how did you how did it how did they use they, it when they, uh, they used it in egypt uh, if it's the same system i'm thinking of to kind of determine the tunnels and um hidden corridors under like the sphinx and under the uh the pyramids so, and they so it's it's like a surface thing that pumps um, this magnetic uh, wave down, and they can get sort of a uh, a, an image that well, shows the tunnel system. This was done from helicopters. Oh, then, oh. then it's a different thing. So they they hang this coil essentially yeah. underneath this helicopter, and they flew back and forth for months and months. Uh, this hundreds, I'm unfamiliar with. Hundreds of times, and they they uh, they blasted down this uh, these electromagnetic pulses, and it would receive information back on the density and everything huh. within there. And so water has a different density. Magma has a different density. Yeah. Uh, and they were able to tell where the main water systems were underground uh, because water is uh, better at conducting electricity than rock is. So the mapping technique could also differentiate between magma and bedrock because they have slightly different magnetic properties. And this allowed the team to see how the magma and water interact to create impressive geological features on the surface. So it gave them this way to map this water system underground. Have you ever seen, like, uh, they, they've done it over in Hawaii where they, they will go and they will discover these uh, dormant uh, lava tubes, which are, like, large you know, caverns where at some point lava was pumping through these things. And uh, I mean, it is just a, a maze beyond maze. They have them in um, Mountain Helens as well. Steve. Yes. So yeah. It's a, not a national park in Mountain Helens, but it's like a national historic area or whatever. But you can walk through yeah. some of those tubes. Where, where lava exactly, flowed. Yeah. In, in Hawaii, you can also dive them. No kidding. As well. They're, they're underwater wow. and you can go on lava tube Dive trips, lava wow. tube dive trips. <laughs> For, yeah, wow. I thought you were going to say lavatube.com. 
You can go to lavatube.com if you oh my want God, to. Look at the opening. Oh, no, you're thinking of lobster tube. That's it. Very yeah. different. Okay, totally <laughs> different <laughs> thing. Although it's probably diving stuff on there. Yeah, 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 I would yeah, imagine yeah. of various sorts you mm. can dive. Yo, ever heard of jerk meat? Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the, back to porn. So the, the method allowed the researchers to create high-resolution maps to a depth between 492 and 22. 200 feet. That's over 2,100 feet. And low resolution maps to a maximum of 1.5 miles. However, the researchers think that the hydrothermal system may extend as far as 3.1 miles below the surface, which means that they would have mapped only the top half of Yellowstone's plumbing system. Think about that. Three miles down. Yeah. How many populations of chuds Mm -hmm. do you discover? In in total, the team covered around 2,500 miles during their research flights. However, the technique was sensitive enough to pick up uh, only the largest fluid pathways. They said it's like imaging a city's water supply and distribution lines, but not the individual lines feeding a given house or the difference in pipes between uh, your kitchen and So you're getting the big stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're getting the arteries, not the veins. So what they're saying, Kathy's probably wondering, big deal. Why do they need to know this My neighbor's tree is blocking my Um, view. But many scientific disciplines should benefit from this. For example, uh, microbiologists can investigate whether subsurface features influence the biodiversity of microbial life forms living in geysers and hot springs. Geologists will be able to map magma distribution to better understand past volcanic eruptions. And hydrologists will be able to learn about the differences between how hot and cold water flows uh, underground. Look at all that crap. And researchers can also study how clay sediments block hydrothermal pathways that might lead to pressure buildups and explosions, which are, of course, a safety concern in Yellowstone. You don't want that. Pretty amazing. So now that they have this... We should do that. We should go do that. (laughs) Let's map the underground waterways of the greater Belkinwood area. Sure. I'm sure it's fascinating. All right. Anyhow. uh, It's been an abbreviated version of the No, sir. It has because because we have a guest. We have a guest on the line, and he's ready to go. And uh, we've had him on the program before. Super nice guy. Uh, Of course, you remember him for his years with the Flyers. And... uh, uh, but he's going to talk about something a little bit more on the serious side. They're called New Life Centers. Please welcome Mr. Todd Fedora. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. What's up, Fridge? How you doing, guys? It's so good to check in with you guys. You as well, sir. Um, how's How are things? How have you been? You been good? I've been good. Yeah, I've been busy. Obviously dealing with coming out of everything that's going on, but still... Yeah. Grinding away, things are going good. We're hoping the Flyers would have done a little bit Oof. better. Yeah. Big events happen. G's gone. Yeah. We'll see you. Thanks for your time. Good luck. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I heard somebody, uh, somebody was pontificating the other day that he, you never know he might make his way back around. Who the hell knows? You never know how the things work in this league, so we'll have to wait and see. But listen, I know, Todd, you wanted to talk something a little bit more on the serious side of things. And I mentioned new life centers. And can you tell us a little bit about what you want to talk about today? Absolutely. Thanks for letting me come on and, and, and do this, guys. I think it's, obviously, it's a it's an important issue for for everybody, right? It's a, it's the opioid epidemic, and it's it's substance use, it's behavioral health, and it's smashing the stigma. You know what? I, I've been fortunate enough to join uh, Dr. Savon and Joel Bano, who actually founded New Life Medical Addiction Services uh, about in 2018, and and what they do is they provide an accessible means to get care for, for people with substance use disorder and behavioral health. And what I mean by that, it's in an outpatient setting. So an outpatient setting, you can basically have detox at home. Okay. You know, a lot of the people on opioids, they aren't necessarily in life-threatening danger when they're detoxing. 
Dr. Savon and these guys kind of help with that and, and make it more accessible to a lot more people. So, and, um, and obviously this is important to you because you went through this. You had, you had your, your uh, addiction struggles brought on, you know, you talked about smashing the, the stigma, brought on from, I assume, you know, the, the injuries, the pain, and, and so on that you uh, suffered uh, in your professional career, right? Yeah, you know what, everybody's lives are different and the, and the choices and paths that we take, uh, you know, can lead down other ways. But yeah, I did, I played hockey, I had those issues and I was always a vocal guy. I was learned, I was taught in, in Philly that you guys, yeah, the players and the athletes are the representatives of what it's supposed to be, what you're supposed to be as a, as a, as a, as a physical specimen. So obviously dealing with these issues, I think we have a platform as professional athletes to really um, expand, I guess, the, the, the knowledge base uh, that a lot of people suffer with these issues. And it's not necessarily to the point of full blown addiction. There's mental health. that's a critical crisis point. And yeah, I've got history with it as well. So I think that, you know, and I didn't think I'd find myself in this type of industry at all, but you know, you just kind of, you live a certain way. And, and I found myself with a doctor and a like-minded uh, group of people that want to help people. And, you know, that, that's what we do over there. We you, try to change lives and, and make make it uh, make it a little bit better for people. It's such and, a profound problem. It is not inaccurate to call it an epidemic. I think at one point during the height of the pandemic, I think you were 10 times as likely to die from an opioid overdose if you're in between ages 18 and 44 than you were of yes. COVID. It, it, it's, and it's, it's pernicious in that. It knows no boundaries. It knows, you know, and, and for, for as, as Preston was pointing out, it could be you had an injury or, or whatever, whatever led you down that path. But one thing we know is once you're down that path, you need help. And, and, uh, and so you need skilled people to get you out because it is possible, even though it looks really bleak right now, there is help out there. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you said it. And that's what this, that's what you got. We got to do is get a message out there that, don't worry about you need help because it does start exactly like that. We see hundreds of patients that come in. I just went, I had a surgery four years ago and, uh, you know, I got on these pills. These are strong compounds. So don't be ashamed. Don't have guilt. It's okay. Get into these places. Come and see a physician. This is a medical procedure that needs to happen first before you can look at the behaviors and what may have caused it. But first, get the medical procedure, see a physician. Doctors of on we do it a, a big we have a big emphasis on the medical consult the intake the addiction consult getting a, a full view uh, of where that patient is at to see how we can administer the care right individual to each person uh, Todd obviously this affects a lot of different people in a lot of different ways but but for you it, it sort of was born out of the sport that was your profession right you you were a, a tough hockey player you were a fighter and and I want you um, I want to get your opinion on uh, what it's like in the sport these days, right? Because we went to the game last week and we saw Zach McEwen get in a fight. It was one of the best fights I've seen in a while. McEwen might be the toughest guy they've had on the team for a stretch. Um, it was fun and entertaining to see a fight, right? And he got in another one in Detroit the other night. And I think he got in two, actually, in Detroit the other night. So as a fan, it's still pretty damn cool to see fights happen in hockey games. But this sport itself has evolved over the years. So what's your take on, on fighting and especially a guy like McEwen who can throw? I actually like I like that they have that element here. I don't ever want to see that element go away, and I think that's something that might bring this the fan base back here into Philadelphia because yeah, I like them. I like them. Always going to be liked here. Yeah, I, you don't have to. You're 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 preaching to the choir with that one, but <laughs> Every, that, everyone that, loved again, it. 
Yeah. yeah, it's it, it's a it's a it's a violent game, and people get hurt. And you, as an athlete, you're exposed to these drugs and these compounds a lot more. So, um, having the the ability to tell the story of coming out of those dark days and stuff—that's really what you got to plant the seeds of hope in people. You know, yeah. and that's what it's about. But Zach McEwen, now I'm sure his claws are a little sore today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, going back to New Life Centers for for a moment, and uh, I'm reading a little bit of information about it, and uh, it says here, our providers are licensed to provide uh, medically assistant treatment to assist New Life patients in comfortably detoxing from alcohol, opioids, uh, with our medical staff during the day and stay at and sleep at home. Uh, I think people are scared of, of, of maybe checking into a place going away, and this can help out with that. And, and the fact that uh, alcohol detox is something that you really don't want to tackle on your own because it can get worse than you think that it can if you're not being assisted. Yeah, exactly. So, the, the, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I've just experienced this, but alcohol and benzos, everybody knows those are the compounds that can actually kill you from the withdrawal. So, you do need medical attention. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you're feeling that shake and stuff, you got to go see a doc. So, newlifecenters.com uh, to get the information. Absolutely. Uh, we'll send people in that direction. Yeah. Uh, and the and the number two, called Don and Jojo, 856-942-3700. Call now. Why not start today? It's right now. Come in and see us. All right. (laughs) All right. Excellent. Uh, By the way, when you say us, do you mean uh, the guinea pigs that are there in the room with you? you (laughs) Joey Kosher and Bob Probert? (laughs) (laughs) You name one Bob Probert? Yes. Yes. King Probert is over here. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's eating right now. And then Joey Kosher, his line mates on the other side. Yeah. I love that. They are line mates. Oh my god! Oh my god! Are those your yeah, personal pets, or? Oh my god! They were my they were my therapy pets going through COVID. When I was I was I was their whole world. I got to take care of them. So oh, that's great. Actually, that's they were helpful to me, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I love them. Excellent. Yeah. All right, Todd, man, great to uh, talk to you, sharing some information that uh, a lot of people could use, and we appreciate it. And we hope you're doing well. And we'll talk again soon. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Hey, one last thing. Yep. Card outs. Yeah. For who? <laughs> All right. I want to do it for the team, my all teammates, right. my two new teammates. They're all listening right now. Uh, Joe Savon, Joel Abana, Krista Hill, Ryan McGuck, Vinny Blackman, Jacqueline Marone, Joanne Ebony, Lorraine Laporte, Alex Keller, Beyonce, Valerie Klein, Allison Liberty, Don McCormick, and Joanna Garcia, our front-end admissions team. Those two gals are the best. There we go. Got them all. Shard outs all around. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks, Fridge. Good to talk to you. Top the door. Yay! Oh, my God. He is awesome, man. I love it. He's so much fun. All right. We need to take a break. When we come back, we got some bizarre file stories I think that you will like. Make sure you stay with us because we'll be back in just a moment. M.M. Arch Madness. A rock band battle of the brackets. Each weekday, it's a field of 64, unlike any other. Matchups are hand-picked bands from team captains Pierre and Pancake, Preston and Steve, Jackson and Sarah, and Jackie and Brent. Four teams, four regions, four decades of rock. And your votes decide who makes it to the Fantastic Four and who wins it all. Get details and vote at WMMR.com or on the WMMR app. MMR Madness. Sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. Shop Ram Truck Month at South Jersey's Truck Headquarters at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, 
All right, and it is brought to you by Jersey Mike's and their day of giving. It is your time to shine for the participants of the Special Olympics USA Games. You can grab a sub on Wednesday, March 30th, and all sales will be donated to the games. Jersey Mike's be a sub above. Well, with uh, this pretty miraculous story, with the tendrils of a killer tornado bearing down on her family through the darkness, Dia Castellanos. Heard the uh, rain and wind outside as she sat on her living room couch. Her daughter, who has muscular dystrophy, was in another room. And the next thing you know, Castellanos uh, had experienced as the entire house began spinning. Like the home. Like Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Castellanos said that she could feel the house whip through a full rotation. Jeez. And she wound up in a bedroom. Tossed about 30 feet from its lot. The one-story house crashed down in the middle of a street. Uh, the uh, seconds became a blur. Within moments, neighbors saw the girl's parents uh, climbing out of the wreckage, calling frantically for help. The daughter was still in her bedroom inside the rubble, calling for her mom. They were screaming. His wife is hysterical, a neighbor had said. Um, and firefighters quickly arrived. They carried the daughter out in a blanket. An ambulance took the girl to the hospital. She was operated on overnight. Uh, St. Bernard Parish President Guy McInnes said that the hospitalized girl was, quote, doing fine. So Mer- let's hope everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, friends and relatives helped Castellanos uh, clean out what belongings could be saved from the shattered home, like clothes and mementos on Wednesday. So, wow. Uh, the whole house picked up, moved 30 feet, plopped down, oh, and, uh, yeah, ransacked pretty bad. Uh, this is pretty cool. A buck whose antler got tangled in a net in Berks County, <clears throat> was recently freed with a little ingenuity by a Pennsylvania Game Commission warden and perfectly aimed shot from his long gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's him just as he's pulling yeah. the trigger. He's screaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Game Commission shared photos of the deer's rescue on Facebook on Monday. The exact time and location where the incident occurred were not disclosed. One of the photos captures the incredible moment when the blast fired by the warden struck the deer's antler, saving it. Antlers! Officials <laughs> learned... <laughs> That's the deer. <laughs> Officials learned about the buck after someone reported that it appeared to be stuck. I'm going to get that thing off your antlers. Antlers! <laughs> I'm coming for you. Warden Ryan Zawada was called to the scene to assist the animal. Uh, he said, given the deer's state of distress upon arrival, uh, he was... <laughs> so you can hear how upset it is. He was he was nervous. It's not even making sense that chemical immobilization was not a safe option to remove the deer, deer from the net. Uh, he decided the best option was to shoot the caught antler off. After the shot, one antler lighter, the buck ran off unharmed. It's amazing. Yeah. I feel so bad when you see animals like that that are trapped in some sort of garbage or something that people left behind, you know, trying to extricate themselves. Bucks uh, shed their antlers each year, typically between January and April after mating season concludes and their testosterone, know that. testosterone <laughs> levels drop. My son and I found one the other day, fully intact. A huge one? Really like a- cool. Oh, wow. Three points on it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I have it at home. Uh, I'm letting it sit up there for a while in case sure. anything on it, you know, <laughs> any disease or COVID. Yeah, it's in my garage. Yeah. So uh, the antlers uh, fall from the uh, pedicles. I'd never heard that term before, where they are mounted. Is with their nuts? <laughs> That's oh. testicles. Oh. And mounted on the growth process. I'm not a zoologist. And the growth process <laughs> begins anew 
with more elaborate structures and points as the buck ages. Now, the buck's appearance suggested it was a relatively young animal. Right. And as impressive as Zawada's shot was, there are a number of videos online showing even dicier situations that can occur when two bucks get their antlers entangled. It does happen. During clashes. And in those cases, one or both of the bucks will often die unless something is done to help. So, yeah. But they helped this guy out with one shot. Thought that was pretty cool. A man broke into a Speedway convenience store in Wisconsin on Friday around 4 a.m. by breaking the glass front door with a crowbar. The man, wearing all black, tried to get to the cash register, but he couldn't get through the bulletproof glass. So, he took a large garbage bin from the business and filled it with candy and five-hour energy drinks and then left the business. Got it! Yeah. Couldn't get money. Call our contact in Zurich. But he took all the candy. Did you get the Kit Kat bars? <laughs> and energy drinks. About a half hour later, an alarm sounded at another business, and a broken window was discovered there. Both in- incidents may have been the same suspect. See George Clooney and Brad Pitt walking along with their zag nuts. <laughs> we did it. Really cool music yeah. playing in the background and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the candy we got. Yeah, they've uh, they've pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, haven't been busted. It was. Why are you so amped? Five hour yep. energy drink, bro. <laughs> Sag nuts, peppermint patties, baby Ruths, Kit Kats. <laughs> got them all. <laughs> and I think this is actually this is music promotions eleven. Yeah. By the way, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Ah, the sweepstakes scam is going strong these days. Yeah. A Toledo couple has already lost thousands to one. If someone calls you out of nowhere and tells you that you've won a contest you didn't enter, that's something you don't want to mess with. Bruce and Magdalena Greenfield recently won a $2 million jackpot. At least they thought they did. Uh, Bruce said it was a Mega Millions or some kind of lottery business. And he said it was, uh, well, it was a lottery they hadn't played, but with mounting medical bills, they thought it was a big break. He said, we don't really want to get into gambling, but desperation led us into it. You know that lottery you didn't play? You won a kajillion dollars. Uh, the supposed lottery company first needed $500 for fees. The couple deposited the money into a bank account, and then it was $200 yeah. for this, $300 for that. It's horrible. Until the amount got well into the thousands. Uh, Bruce said they were saying something like it was for delivery charges or some expense that sounded fairly reasonable. And they had serious issues going on. Nearly two years later, they found that there was no jackpot. There are thousands of dollars, and what they thought was a big break turned out to be a big bust. No real lottery will ask for payment up front. The crooks tried every trick in the book, even offering a refund for the fee. Uh, the Greenfields hope that you can learn from them. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably uh, is. I just delete. I don't recognize something. I delete it. I get a call. I just, no. I Listen, if it's that important, they'll take the steps that will let you know it's that important. But I've had a few, yeah, I've had yeah. a few stories, though, of people who have ignored things. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out they did actually win something. But like you said, they were following up. They right. were making sure, right. and, and eventually it was legitimate. But, right? Yeah, you get so. s- a certified piece of mail or something. Yeah, and especially if they ask for something, right. if they ask for any personal no. information, if they ask for money, gift cards yeah. for crying out loud, forget it. I signed my friend up to win a Hummer H two, right. and he won. Right? Yeah, he did. And they were contacting him, and he thought he believed you were scamming. Well, him. he never he didn't know. signed he up didn't for sign it. Up. Oh, he I never signed him up oh, for my it. God, he signed him up for it unbeknownst to him yeah and he passed on it like yeah. he never he he, he got the phone call he's like i don't know what you're talking about I mean, who would 
did. I know. Right. I know. You, I would have absolutely <laughs> thought it was a scam. Yeah. Wow. All right, and that is the bizarre file for you. All right, let's take a break. Just a reminder, MM March Madness coming up. We're going to hit some of the uh, matchups in music news, which we will get to when we return, as well as the trash and the lesson questions. So make sure that you don't miss any of this. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Edward and Company on 93.3 WMMR. The first album, which I was just saying off air, I need to go back and listen to. It's been a while since I've listened to that very first Van Halen album. Man, I had that thing on a loop back when I was a... In, in junior high, listening to that all the time. Which, which, how far into their catalog? That was one of the, was that the sec, third album? That was the first That album. was the first? That was the God debut Almighty. of Van Halen and Running so, With The Devil. According to a legend. That's the first song on the first album, yeah. It was Gene Simmons had signed them, right? It, he wanted to sign them. Right. He, he had kind of discovered them of sorts and, and uh, kind of spotlighted them and got the ball rolling for right. them. But he wanted them to... They wanted to change their name to Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> I and, thought it would be great. And I guess maybe get them on Casablanca Records. I don't really know the full history of that. But yeah, Gene was uh was trying he was he was also trying to turn them into something that they didn't want to be, and that's why they kind of resisted it a little bit. Didn't we talk about like greatest first tracks on first records at one point? Maybe there was a list maybe. that we found or whatever, but I I'm pretty sure that this one made that list because yeah, it's that song yes. on their first record. So the first album, and listen to this track listing, Running With The Devil, Straight Into Eruption, which, by the way, nobody yeah. at that time had ever heard anything like that at all. And that goes into You Really Got Me, Ain't Talking About Love, and I'm The One. What a great song. And then side two is Jamie's Crying, Atomic Punk. That's a great song. Feel You Love Tonight, Little Dreamer, Ice Cream Man, which is another, you just can't believe the guitar solo on that one, and then On Fire. That is a badass <laughs> album. Wow. And that's why Van Halen had no problem yeah. uh, moving ahead in their first face-off in uh, MM March Madness. But, you know, I'll go through some of the details on that in a little bit when we get into music news because... We're going to ask a lesson question first, and we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets to the Bevy Long Drink Party Zone as the Wings play the Bandits on Thursday, March 31st, one week from today. So the question, speaking of Gene Simmons, what do the letters in the S-C-A-T team mean? The SCAT team, all right? It's not SWAT, it's SCAT. And that was from earlier this morning, and if you remember... What that was, then you should call now, 215-263-WMMR. What do the letters in the SCAT team mean? We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Hi, it's brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. The wait is over. Rita's is now open and serving up all your favorite frozen treats. And you can stop by for some happiness with a delicious Italian ice or creamy frozen custard. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kelly Clarkson clarifying her recent name change, saying she actually just readopted her original name after her divorce. Kelly says she's finally back to being Kelly King Kong Bundy Clarkson. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> a, a plane Miley Cyrus was traveling on over Paraguay was struck by lightning, forcing it to make an emergency landing. The National Transportation Safety Board will be investigating the incident to determine if God hates Miley Cyrus. Wow. No. And finally, people still talking about Halsey's barely there outfit at the 2022 iHeartRadio Music Awards Tuesday night. The outfit was so revealing that Halsey received a text from a gynecologist watching from home telling her she can skip her upcoming checkup. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trend. All right, we will see if we can get an answer to the question, what do the letters in uh, S-C-A-T, SCAT team, mean? <laughs> and we are going to go to Mark. See if we can get the correct answer. Hey, Mark, morning to you, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, buddy. So what do the letters in uh, the SCAT team mean? Special chickens and tactics. You are correct. You got it. Special chickens and tactics. All right, so we are going to set you up, sir, with a four-pack of tickets in the Bevy Long Drink Party Zone when the Philadelphia Wings Wings face off against the Buffalo Bandits. And that is going to be on Thursday, March 31st. And you can enjoy discount drinks, lawn games, and giveaways in the party zone while standing at turf level. And it's just feet away from the action. Tickets for the party zone are $27 and available only at wingslax.com. Let's get to music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass. Fewer weeds. Guaranteed. I'm going to start off with a pretty amazing story. Uh, An ALS patient with complete paralysis became the first person known to, in his condition, to use a brain implant to communicate. And one of the first things he asked for was to hear a Tool album. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and it's it's really, it's, it's a sad story, unfortunately. But scientists were able to communicate with the late-stage ALS patient using a brain implant that allows him to select letters and form sentences. The neurological disease destroys the nerves that control movement. It, it is, it's vicious. Uh, and most patients die within five years of diagnosis. When a person with ALS can no longer speak, they can use an eye-tracking camera to select letters on a screen. And the patient in question, who is now 36, began working with researchers uh, at a team on a team at the University of Tübingen in 2018. At the time, he could still move his eyes and told the team that he wanted an invasive implant to try to maintain communication with his family, including his young son. His wife and sister provided written consent for the surgery. So this was... Pretty experimental, uh, yeah, very much so. So since then, uh, he lost complete facial movement. I mean, he is he's frozen. Yeah, uh, making him the first known patient to communicate with complete paralysis of his entire body. Initially, progress with the communicating via implant was slow, but eventually, the patient was able to form dozens of sentences at a rate of about one character per minute. That's how long it would take yeah. to get one 
letter. All right, um, and he so he had he had said goulash soup and sweet pea soup. Uh, he also said, "I would like to listen to the album by Tool loud." <laughs> And also, I love my cool son. The researchers succeeded by sending audible neurofeedback tones that the patient could then modify to reach a target pitch by using the implant to answer yes or no to groups of letters and eventually single letters. He was able to explain to the team that he modulated the tone by trying to move his eyes but did not always succeed. On 107 of the 135 days reported in the study, he could match a series of target tones with 80% accuracy, and only on a on, only on 44 of those 107 could he produce an intelligible sentence, according to Science.org's report. Sadly, uh, the WIS Center scientists uh, conducting the research said the patient's ability to spell is decreased, and he now mostly answers yes or no questions, partly due to scar tissue around the implant. Uh, the research team has committed to maintaining the device as long as he continues to use it. Uh, going by the timing of the study, it could very well be uh, that the patient was asking to hear uh, Tool's 2019 album, Fear Inoculum. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, it's uh, and even though they're having trouble with it, this is a big step forward yeah. in being able to take another step and hopefully being able to create something. To stop it. Uh, to s- well, this, is, this yeah. is just to be able to communicate. I, know. I mean, they're working in, in other realms to try and... And cure this disease, which is be amazing if they could do that. But in the meantime, they want to be able to keep communication with people who have lost uh, the ability to move at all. Right. But, but so wild that that this guy has, you know, he's, he's only got so much ability to communicate. And music and tool was so important to him <laughs> that he wanted to pass that along. And I, I haven't heard any comments yet from Maynard or anybody I'm else. Sure in the band, we will. But I'm curious as to as to what they would have to say about it. Liam Gallagher says that, excluding himself, the majority of rock stars are useless. And that includes you, too. He shared these sentiments recently (laughs) with Loudwire Nights host Tony Gonzalez, explaining the ones that think they're rock stars are not. They, he said, they just live a very boring effing life. I think rock and roll deserves a little bit more than just making music. You know what I mean? You got to get out there and get yourself, well, you just got to get out and live an exciting life. So his comments were initially triggered by an interview from Dave Grohl that he did with NME, calling Gallagher one of the few last remaining rock stars. And a fan shared Grohl's message with Gallagher on Twitter, to which Gallagher replied, he's correct, the rest of them are useless. (laughs) And he specifically name-checked U2, saying it's like U2, they pass themselves as a rock and roll band, but, uh, but what the... He says, come on, man, I've never seen effing Bono. I mean, I've never seen any of them do anything remotely rock and roll. He explained that they should have gotten into a bit more naughty stuff in order to call themselves rock and roll, a rock and roll band. <laughs> so he thinks the hard partying. You got to live the that life. whole thing, which, right. which is kind of come and gone a long time ago. This is entertaining, though. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I know. I know. So that's what he has to say about that. 30 Seconds to Mars will be releasing new music momentarily. According to lead singer Jared Leto, he recently said that as challenging as lockdown was for so many people around the world and devastating for so many, there was a flip side to it. It was a blessing, and I sat down and started writing. It took me a month or two to get into the swing things, uh, but wrote about 200 songs. And we have maybe two Jesus. albums, maybe three worth of material. That's crazy. We got about five good songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, last year, he said that uh, listening to Italian hits of the 70s and 80s 
while filming House of Gucci had created a well of inspiration for new material. Even though he's Canadian, Gino Vanelli is Italian. Uh, they probably listen to a lot of Gino Vanelli. Upcoming sixth studio album will follow 2018's America. I have something about Gino Vanelli's biggest fan here. Oh, yeah. oh okay, yeah. Uh, and Red Hot Chili Peppers teased their new single, Not the One, the song which is off of their upcoming album. Unlimited Love is due out on April 1st. Meanwhile, the band opened up about Unlimited Love, saying, Our only goal is to get lost in the music. We, meaning John, Anthony, Chad, and Flea, spent thousands of hours collectively and individually honing our craft and showing up for one another to make the best album we could. Our antennae uh, attuned to the divine cosmos. We were just so damn grateful for the opportunity to be in a room together and once again try to get better. So they're feeling good about what they have done. And they hope we are too. Yes. There we go. The great Gino Vanelli. All right, Casey. Jackie wanted me to mention something. I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, now I have. I, I thought you had the, the information pulled I up. I don't. <laughs> Here's the deal. Jackie, got, and you know we love him dearly. Absolutely. But he will send me texts. With zero context whatsoever. Yeah. He oh, will yeah. send me a yeah. picture of someone I don't know with with no text attached to it to explain why <laughs> or I got who. one last night. And it's fine. I don't yeah. mind. Send me something to someone I don't know, but explain yeah. to me who that is and what this is about. And he sent me a screenshot of an event. Yeah. It's written very tiny. I don't know what it is. And I, Casey. Okay. Yeah, please. So Friday night, tomorrow night, tapers alert, LOL. DVR alert. Watch Jackie oh, Bam Bam. Make a special guest appearance on WHYY TV at 7.30 p.m. Do not miss. You ought to know on location at 93.3 WMMR, and he is honored to be part of a cool special segment for a good friend of his and his dad's. Uh, please tune in, uh, and thank you to Lisa White Gray. Okay. And so, so it's... Um, tomorrow it's, at 7.30, he's going to be on WHYY. Yeah, yes, you ought to know uh, is the show. I, the only reason I know about it is because I was on it. Uh, a fr- good friend of mine hosts it, Shirley Min. Um, and then I guess uh, one of the reporters for the show came in and talked to Jackie. All right. They okay. were here at the station. All right. So tomorrow night, 7.30, HYY, Jackie Bam Bam on your TV screen. There you go. All right. And then finally, March Madness continues today. Uh, let me give you the um, matchups and winners and losers from yesterday, okay? So, Linkin Park beat Incubus. Rush took out Stevie Ray Vaughan. Sublime beat Smashing Pumpkins. Interesting. And that was us. We had pumpkins, Steve. Uh, yeah. I'm I, surprised. And I, I Listen, this is what this whole thing is about. Sure. Uh, the Who beat CSNY. Tool took out Nickelback. Iron Maiden beat Joan Jett. Pearl Jam beat Megadeth. And the Rolling Stones, Steve and I had uh, Santana. They beat uh, they beat us, but we did have Pearl Jam. Yes, so that's not a, bad. That's a wonderful one. Now matchups for today, beginning at noon. The Pretty Reckless against the Struts. Both bands have a strong fandom here in Philadelphia, and especially WMMR. They're kind of our darling bands. A couple of them. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious as to how that'll play out. Then you have uh, two old schools, Judas Priest and the Police, going off against each other. Uh, then at 2 p.m. is Nirvana against 311. 70s bracket at 3 p.m. This will be interesting. Pierre's Grateful Dead, Preston and Steve's Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Who's it going to be there? I, I know the way it's probably going to break, but I wouldn't mind an upset. Probably Grateful yeah. Dead, but I don't know, man. We'll have to see. Uh, and then at 4 o'clock, Foo Fighters against Evanescence. Van Halen against Def Leppard at 5. Then this uh, really interesting matchup at 6 p.m. Chris Cornell 
and Soundgarden right. and Audio Slave. The whole body of uh, work. Going up against Stone Temple Pilots. Mm. Uh, and we have Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. And that's against uh, Jackie and Brent. So we'll see how that fares. And then the one that I'm very happy about that we have in our roster at 7 p.m., Queen, who's a president of Steve Band, takes. Uh, against the Kinks, which Pierre and Pancake have. Strong, strong competition. Yeah. Battle Royale. And it's all up to you. You get to make that decision. You get to vote. Details at WMMR.com. The whole thing is sponsored by Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, City. Yep, let's get it going. Deech. <laughs> uh, uh, Eric Simon and the guys at Promotions uh, update the bracket as they go along, which is cool, on, on WMMR.com. And if you follow along on Twitter, uh, you can get the like, the percentages of, uh, you know, Queen beating uh, whomever, Queen beating the Kinks by, you know, 72 to... Uh, 72% to 28% or whatever. So just follow along on social media, check the website, and you'll get the updates. Fabulous. Uh, With that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, wrap up the show, and get our letter of the day. And we'll do that shortly. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, flip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Monkey. You're a little monkey, are you? <laughs> Love it. 93.3 WMMR, Monkey Ridge, Foo Fighters. Thank you for the idea at the end there, Steve. No problem. And monkey. Casey got it in a quarter second. 10.36 in the Preston and Steve Show. Yeah, you should be behind the scenes. There's like eight seconds left in that song. I'm like, do we have that clip? Can we play that right at the end of that song? Ah, you can't get it. Yeah, I can't. Boom. Got it on. Boom. There Got it is. It. That's how we do it, folks. Yeah. Well-oiled machine. Monkey. You're a little monkey, are you? All right, 1036 as we are wrapping up today's program. An enjoyable one at that. And I would like to thank our guest. Uh, it was really great having married couple on, actor Chris Cooper and his wife, actress Marianne Leone. Yeah. Uh, they were a lot of fun. They were in a great mood. We got to get him. Uh, yes. We got to get him back on. Chris Cooper's career is just so dense of yeah. just great stuff throughout the years that he's been a part of. Um, but they had this uh, interesting project. I'd like to see it. It's called Within, and it's a series of, of stars that were sent equipment to film a short vignette at home and string them all together um, in the pandemic. And uh, they all wrote and filmed their own things. And uh, so it's on video on demand now. Uh, You can get it on DVD as well as from Vision Films and it's called With and then it's slash in, with slash in. So that was cool. And Todd Fedoric was on. The Fridge uh, chatted with us a bit about New Life Medical Addiction Services uh, which he's a part of, and he has uh, history. He had uh, an opioid uh, addiction. And, yes. Uh, I think he said uh, alcohol and benzos. That was him and could have killed him. Yeah. And uh, a lot of that comes from the injuries that he had, and he's helping to kind of kill the stigma of addiction and get help to people who, rather than shun them, help them. And so 
Really cool call from him, and uh, he's such a nice guy. He's a lot of fun, too, so it was good to have Todd Fedorik on. Piero Bear is here. How you doing, man? He had pets of some kind, right? Yeah, <laughs> guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Bob Probert, the guinea pig. Yeah. It was a Zoom call, so yeah. you could yeah. see these guinea pigs. That's correct. Wow. And so I asked him about them, and he was delighted to tell us about his guinea pigs. Well, the, the good thing about the Zoom aspect is, like, you can see things in the background. I had Wolfgang Van Halen, and he had his Van Halen guitar in the background, and I was able to see it, and we talked about it. When you guys had, um, was it... Dave uh, Navarro on, Dave talking Navarro about cuckoo, cuckoo clocks. clocks yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. It's fun. It is great. Yeah. So we had a good time. Uh, how are you doing? I'm fine. It's a little nippy out there. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah today's wrong, not a right? good day. Yeah, it's, I mean, March, she is a tricky, tricky gal. Yeah. Tricky beast, because she will tempt you, and then torture you. Yes. She's uh, a fickle lady. She is a tempestuous finger of fate. <laughs> That's uh, Ronan Martin. Ronan but Martin's I laughing. You would know it, Steve. God bless you. I thousand. know it. Uh, oh, you do too. Do you right. do? Of course. Wow. Yeah. The flying fickle finger yeah. of fate award. And right. That's the truth. You kids are swell. <laughs> do you remember the uh, the, the might... family that where they were all, they all looked pretty much exactly the Farkle family? I don't remember Fanny that. Farkle, Fred Farkle? No. Okay. I remember my sweet Bippy. <laughs> you bet your Bippy. You bet, you bet your Bippy. Mm-hmm. And I remember Art. Artie. Artie, whatever his name was. He yeah, I know you're talking old about. Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, okay. it was very interesting. Yes, and he did that guy, too. He yeah. did, yeah, a few yeah. of them. And, okay. I did, and I threw one at you, Lily Tomlin one, and that's the truth. Right. <laughs> right. And she would also do one ringy dingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two ringy dingy. <laughs> right. The operator. Right. We could go on one, and yeah. on. But it's time to talk about Gladys Ormsby. <laughs> Ruth Buzzy's Ruth character. Buzzy. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me think of Gladys Kravitz from Bewitched. Yes. Oh, yeah. The nosy the neighbor. The nosy neighbor. <laughs> I the best. Glad- and her husband, what was his name? Um, He's going, sit down, Gladys. Stop looking at them, Gladys. But but something, mag- there's magic going on. What was she would I yell herb or whatever? Anyway, by the way, Henry Gibson was the guy. Yes, uh, that was oh, uh, right. Henry Gibson didn't do the Nazi. He did the flower. You know, he, I wrote a poem. He did oh, play right. a Nazi in Blues Brothers. He did however, though. Yes, yes, he did. Illinois Nazis. <laughs> I hate, I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, so this has been our uh, '70s television tribute. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. And now we need to do the letter of the day. You ready? Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... N as in Nebraska. All right, and so we have a pair of lower-level tickets for both Roger Waters concerts, Friday, August 5th, and Saturday, August 6th. And you can get them at the Wells Fargo Center. Roger Waters, this is not a drill tour. Tickets are on sale now. For both shows via WellsFargoCenterPhilly.com. And guess what? We give that away tomorrow because it's Friday. So cool. This is going to be one of the shows of the summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this guy brings a production that yeah. is just stellar. I mean, the sound uh, is... is is unst- It's just... It's so incredible. The, the stereophonic, quadraphonic effects he'll put into any given arena. And he's playing in the round this time. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's bound to be wherever, whatever direction he goes in, it's going to be a production not to be missed. Nice. 
Excellent. So we'll give that away tomorrow. What's coming up on the show today, man? We'll have, uh, also on my show tomorrow, we'll have Rob Halford uh, joining us, uh, which will be cool, of Judas Priest, which brings us into the fact that I will have a Judas Priest competition against the police. Uh, My first noontime competition will be... Um, the pretty reckless against the struts, mm-hmm. and then I've got that's at noon. One one p.m. is Judas Priest against the police, and two p.m. is Nirvana against three eleven. So some interesting lineups, all in all, and we'll see what happens. And in between there, I'll be able to squeak in a workforce block, which we will do of the Foo Fighters. Yay! So uh, it's a fun day. It is a fun day. All right, thank you, Pierre, and I want to thank our sponsors as well, the President Steve Show. Brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show, and uh, Acme Markets. Get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, and also uh, Nitro Circus coming to Trenton Thunder Ballpark on June 26th. Tickets are on sale now. It's brought to you by uh, Thrill One Sports and Entertainment. Uh, tomorrow, no sad bro, it's a Friday. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. Uh, we'll give away anything we have left to give away, and we'll welcome a guest in Lisa Welchel. Love her. Blair from the Facts of Life. So we'll talk to her and see what else we can get into. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. And have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Do 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 do